Welcome back, Martini Giant fans. This is episode number 130, where we are going to be talking about monsters that was done in 2010 by Gareth Edwards. Gareth Edwards, of course, now is a big-time director, but uh, this was his first little independent film that was quite amazing, done for um, very little money, and we paired it with another film from 2011 called Another Earth, and that is directed by Mike Cahill. But it was written by Mike Cahill, Mike Cahill and Britt uh, Marling and is also starring Britt Marling and Britt Marling obviously has grown in the career as well but really fascinating stuff because these films were done for very little money and this was kind of a big deal back then you know there was films like District 9 of course District 9 had a bigger budget but it was also done uh, very intelligently in terms of its budget and you can also look at movies like Splinter from 2009 uh, that was also done, uh, you know, a horror film that was also done for very little money. And it just the idea that this was a time when people were thinking they could actually create these incredible films that looked like a lot more was gone into it for much less. Uh, we thought it could be a revolution, but nothing really happened with that at that time. So really interesting to think about these films. Um, and of course, sci-fi films uh, are traditionally are done very, are very expensive. And these are not. So uh, really cool to talk about that. Uh, we are, of course, uh, fans of these films, uh, especially Monsters. Uh, and uh, it was really cool to sort of think about what that all means. And very much in line with uh, what we think about today in terms of where movies are going and all these huge budget films and how much they cost and what could be done for much less. Uh, really cool. Anyway, a uh, couple of announcements. Uh, we are going to be doing the movies uh, this Saturday. Uh, we're going to be covering um, – two uh, paranoia films from the 70s uh, directed by Alan Pakula. We're going to be doing Parallax View of Parallax View and Clute. Uh, really cool stuff. I'm very excited. I'd love to hear you guys uh, to see you guys uh, be there. Uh, we are streaming on two platforms, both Twitch and YouTube. So if you'd like to see us on either one, it's going to be twitch.tv slash martini underscore giant. That's for Twitch. And YouTube is youtube.com slash at martini giant. And that will be November 11th at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, make sure to like and subscribe to us uh, on those channels so that we can get notifications as to when we go live. Uh, we'd love to be able to, you know, see you there. Uh, it's And, of course, we those stay up, but they do turn into eventual podcasts like this one later on. But for now, you may want to see be part of it. And actually, you can chat with us in the chat, and that's a really cool thing to do as well. So hopefully we can see you there. But for now, please enjoy Monsters and Another Earth. Better than that, how's everybody doing? Eric, what have you been up to? Just uh, keeping them, you know, hope alive, doing my thing, working and yeah, we, watching uh, movies and we've been uh, we've been working names. hard. Yeah, uh, I got to say, uh, as a as a as a group, we're we're working on a on a project together, and Eric has. Uh, been at the creativity canon, just going. Kaput. We don't want to talk too much about it, but it is called Project Phoenix Rising. Yes, and that's all I can say. Yeah, it's, it's about Phoenix, the city mm-hmm. of Phoenix. We mm-hmm. can't yep. say anything else. Yes, that's it. There, and, we don't want to talk about the, the real flood, estate. The, the real Phoenix. estate. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, we're going to short Phoenix. Oh. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Actually, I, I I happen to love Phoenix. I've been there twice. You, yes, you, you think and, Phoenix is is underrated. And I think Phoenix is underrated. I know, I know that most people, everyone's warned me like, oh, don't go to Phoenix. It's terrible. 
like I've only been to one small section of Phoenix twice, and right. that small section is wonderful. It's like the little arts district they have, sure, around uh, Roosevelt or something. So like you this. haven't been to like a retirement community. I have not. I know nothing <laughs> about the rest of Phoenix whatsoever. But I can tell you, if you go to the pizza place that I went to and stay at the at the hotel that I stayed at, uh-huh. you'll want to go there again and again. It's an amazing city. At least that three block area. Okay. That's it. I kind of feel the same way about Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Atlanta's got some really interesting places. I went there once, and I'm like... Yeah, it's got a good vibe, man. Atlanta's it's got, Well, it's yeah. also got this kind of like, uh, you know, there's a lot of like old brick warehouses that are cool, mm, you know? Yes, yes, yes. That's yeah. what I actually liked. I just visited my daughter out on the East Coast, um, and she is living in North Carolina. Mm. And North Carolina is beautiful. Yes. Uh, and... The architecture around um, uh, shoes in Charlotte, and mm. like Charlotte is sort of a revamped city. Like there's lots of new buildings, yeah. lots of new stuff, lots of tiki torches, and it's really it's really <laughs> lovely there. It's like a small, very walkable city, and I love the old brick buildings. I forgot how much yeah. you don't get to see that very much on the West Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man, I I miss that. I was like, I love this old, you know, like uh, you know, New Englandy flavor. It's really really uh, it, fun. It was funny because you know we'll, we'll talk about. Uh, a, you know, the movies we were going to watch, like Another Earth, it's very, very nor- New oh, England. Oh, yeah. Okay. What is it? Like, yeah, New Haven. Yeah, it's Connecticut. It's, yeah, yeah, it's Connecticut. Yeah. Right? Super Connecticut. And, and it's like, this is not yeah. California. Like, yeah. by so much. It's like, might as well be Singapore, you know? Or like, yeah, it's wild, dude. It's yeah. wild. I mean, because, like, and it's really, like, that's a very Connecticut forward experience. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not even, like, there's certain areas in New York that are like that, but it's like, you yeah. can tell that is, like, yeah. either I, Connecticut or Rhode Island. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's, you, like, you wouldn't even like if you were to say it just uh, offhandedly you wouldn't imagine that really connecticut would have a real sort of identity as a place like right. it's, uh, whatever but it's by watching it i was like whoa this is weird yeah, that totally brought back <laughs> didn't it eric it's i was thinking of you it was like oh my god those yeah, houses very, they very all funny. look like that yeah they're very funny um i did i did I don't, where do i have it do i have it here oh i Maybe just Karen had to call out it. uh do you Papa. have the the odorama ticket <laughs> I want to show that to people. Did you see that? No, go ahead. Oh yeah, no, the uh, John Waters. Yeah, the John I went Waters. to see. I went this to the Academy great. Museum yesterday, mm-hmm. and uh, which I'm very excited about. The new one on Lamar. Right? Yeah, the new one next to uh, Lakma. Yeah, and yeah, uh, we went to go see. Uh, there's a there's a John Waters exhibit going on there, and there's screenings that they're playing. And yesterday they played Polyester. And polyester had odorama. Like so the, good. Yes. Uh, so they, they, they remade, they recreated the odorama scratch and sniff. So I don't yeah. know if you've ever seen polyester or it's those who experience. haven't seen polyester yeah. experience it. Yeah. During the movie, she's always right. smelling like that. And then to, when she does that and she comes across something, you're supposed to scratch it. They see what she smells and then they reveal what it is. Like, so yeah. it's like, oh, it's kerosene. Ah, yeah, it's a exactly. skunk. Ah. <laughs> Yeah, and it's so, always so something funny. nasty. Yeah, uh, yeah. a couple times. Like at the beginning, it's a rose, and at the yeah. end, it's Glade <laughs> air freshener. Yeah, it's so good, dude. That's amazing. That's what, that's a full on William Castle style gag. Like that's how was the theater? Great, great, great. great. Oh, the theater is beautiful. Yeah. It's great. I mean, like I seriously, next level. Like all yeah, the soundproofing. I remember when baffles. they were building it, and it was yeah. like it looked like the Death Star. Yeah. Well, so we didn't go to the Gaffin Theater, which is the big, big theater at the top. We went to the secondary theater on the bottom, which is also very, very nice. Uh, but yeah, the soundproofing in there is or, is incredible, and it's really well done. And the talk they gave was – the introduction to it was really cool as well. 
So I didn't realize that Polyester was his first like bigger money movie. Yeah, it's a proper movie. It's right. So he had like three hundred thousand dollars to make that one. Tab Tab Hunter was yeah. yeah 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 exactly. And uh, and uh, what was the code? So some people were very upset at John Waters that he was selling out, and his response was, "What are you talking about? I've been trying to sell out for years. No one was buying. <laughs> no one was buying." <laughs> I love John Waters, man. He's yeah, the best. He's incredible. That's like that is the proper mindset right there. He is the right mindset for all for all art and filmmaking to me. Yeah, just have know? fun, man. Like he's like he is absolutely free to offend and be creative and do anything and he's totally happy about it. Yeah. Like he doesn't mean anything to hurt anyone's feelings. He no. just likes doing what he's doing and sometimes yeah. it's incredibly shocking. <laughs> yeah. And that's what's great. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's enjoy it's trusting everyone in the experience. That's the what's person great. who gave the intro is like for those of you who've never been to a John Waters film, I'm going to have to give you a few warnings of someone of content in this. And, and yeah. she started, it was like, drug use. And everyone goes, yeah! That's right. <laughs> Abortion, yeah! yeah. <laughs> Miscarriage, yeah! That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, this, is, this is the, like, this, this is the, like, like, that is the joy with which you should approach uh, any kind of art like this yes. at all. You know, and not worry and not distrust and not like, oh, am I going to be offended? But rather like, yeah. I hope I'm offended. This is going to be insane. <laughs> and it yeah. is. He is. His work is amazing. I love that. Yeah. Guy. He's got a new movie going on, right? He's got a new Does movie. Does he have cooking. a new movie going I on? I think that's true. I think that's true. I don't I know. Because he has a movie novel. was Pecker. Peck, was it Pecker? Really? Wow. Yeah. Serial Mom was... Eh, Serial Mom. And then he did uh, uh, Cecil B. Demented, which I did not like. Mm-hmm. Dirty Shame. Oh, yeah. And, and then Pecker. Pecker, I really liked. Pecker was the That was, um, what's his name from Terminator 2? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Who I don't think is doing too well. No, I think that, yeah, that's a that's a sad arc of a story. Hopefully. The guy that played the cop? Out, yeah. No, 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 no the, the kid, the teenager. The yeah. Oh, yeah, he's very sick, though. He's a drug yeah, he, addict, he right? gets, Yeah, he, get, he hits some hard times. Hits it's some, a yeah, standard some, uh, uh, child off the wagon stuff, kind yeah. of situation, yeah. yeah. It's too bad. He's he very good in the movies that he was in. He just, just couldn't quite follow up. American History X, uh, Toronto yeah. 2, and, uh, and Pecker. Yeah. But yeah. It's, uh, it's a tough transition to be a kid actor and then not end up being as cute as you were as a kid. It's interesting <laughs> you say that because my wife and I were watching something last night and then when we finished it, I just hit YouTube, and there's this thing on Corey Feldman's band, his music. Mm. Right. Oh, my God. It's just like, it's so terrible, man. And I'm like, yeah. what the hell happened? He was a big kid actor. And then yep. it's amazing how yeah. not much of a, a live performing musician it, he is. I mean, it's really horrible. I think it's like, I mean, that's the classic thing of like, it is really hard to, especially when you hit it big really, really early in your life and you have no buffer of experience to translate any of that. And everyone's trying to essentially exploit you. Like you just expect that your whole life is going to be, you know, a blank check. And then you turn into an adult. Nobody wants to work with you anymore because you're not adorable. And then it's hard to keep that well, train going. Sometimes people, Coogan, uh, yeah. sometimes people recover from that, right? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, 
Doogie Hauser, right? Doogie Hauser, yeah. Yeah, he's done yep. six. He did well. like a little later in life, uh, Robert Downey Jr. I mean, Robert that Downey Jr. And then, skids, boy. And, and then, then what's his name? That, uh, who, who uh, uh, Macaulay Culkin is yep. actually doing okay now. <laughs> yeah, no, and I think that's great. I mean, like, and I also like that he is, you know, like his his brother is an incredible actor. I love and, his brother. Uh, and, and it's, I think that that may have been sort of like a, I, I have no, no idea about the family at all, but it seems to have occurred at the same time that he stabilized, his brother became more of the focus. And I think that's probably good for that. Yeah. You know, environment. Joaquin Phoenix after True. his brother, became after his brother, yeah. After a river. Yeah. River was a talent, but like I, but Joaquin, Joaquin is like, yeah, Joaquin, he's, sorry he's guys. A legitimate. Awesome. Genius. Yeah. Yeah. But River was great in his time. Very, very charming acting. Um, but yeah, no, I think that like, because then you see the people like Jodie Foster, who has just been, seemed to have been born a pro and stayed that way throughout the entire, and Natalie Portman. Yeah. Where they're just hard as diamonds right, the whole time. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the rare thing. Yeah. Uh, Haley Joel Osment made a good choice in becoming sort of like oafish character actor. I thought that was a great transition because huh. he stopped being the cute little kid and kind of waffled around for a bit. And now he's like this big bearded round guy. And you see him in, um, in a couple of streaming shows. He's very, very funny. So there's ways around it. There's ways around it. Okay. Are you guys ready? We are to talk ready. about what Let's we're going to do. do. Know, we're in a chit chat section of the show as we always yep. do. And now we're ready to get going. It's a lot of people have showed up. Oh, a lot of people have showed up. Okay. Nice. Nice. Look Good. Okay. So just a reminder for people, we do have a YouTube, uh, stream that we've done as well. So if you guys can, uh, it's in our chat. If you can see it, let us know if you'd like to watch us on YouTube. Uh, we've decided to stream two places at once, so that's kind of fun. So can we get? Can we do the ask people to subscribe to the YouTube thing now? Can we actually do that? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Go to so, go, yes, go please to, like and subscribe. Like please that. like and subscribe to our please YouTube. Like, like to do yeah, that. because we do put handy. up videos up there that are uh, not just the podcast. We've done other videos. Yep. yep. Um, uh, like one of them that uh, Dan did about uh, uh, the, the strikes in AI actually got mm-hmm. some nice attention. Got some good attention there. Yep. Yeah. True. Okay, um, so well, we are going to talk. Last... We, we decided today. Uh, I said we haven't done a sci-fi thing in a while, and uh, I decided. Well, um, I have not. Uh, uh, we uh, one of the things that came up is like we talk about monsters quite a bit. Yeah, uh, we've in in like in connection to things. So I figured maybe we should go in depth on monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I didn't know. Uh, and then uh, Dan came up with a suggestion of pairing it with a movie called Another Earth, mm-hmm. which we have not. Uh, I didn't know. I have never seen it. So, yeah, no, it, it had it had been since its debut that I that I saw it. Right. So, and then truthfully, I had not seen monsters in a years. years. Yeah, many many years. So I was yeah, like, I hadn't seen it in, in yeah. probably since it came out. Yeah, since it came out for me. So yeah. that's a long. When yep. did it come out? In the 2000s? 11, I think. No, 10. 10? Yeah. 10 they're, or 11. they're both in the same ball. I remember them both coming out. In they the came same out around the same ball. time, right? Yeah. 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 So I never, I only heard about Monsters by listening to an FX Guide podcast. Yeah. Because Garrett Edwards was on there telling Mike Seymour, like, how he gorillaed this whole thing. And now this yeah. is like truly gorilla cinema. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, at its best, right? Yeah. yeah, this this is a real landmark in in my own thinking about indie film, right? Yep. Like Monsters is a uh, 
like I consider it a very good movie to start with, but like just as a technical event is sort of bigger in my mind than district nine. Yes, and it just, is. You know, like as, yeah. as an achievement it, for me, I had his training tapes, mm. Gareth Edwards. He, he made, right. After so he Effects was a tra- comper guy. Yeah. After effects comper. And he did yeah. a training thing for some show he did for the BBC. And it was like four or five hours. It was awesome. And then I was like, wait a minute, that's, and I saw it. I was blown away. And then I saw this seminar where he talked about how he did it. Yeah. In After Effects and on his laptop. A lot of it on his laptop. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So uh, the the so the the big the story he says, and you know, obviously, you guys should listen to the uh, the uh, the podcast, whatever, from his words. But is that he was on vacation somewhere in Mexico, mm-hmm. and he's always you know because he's an effects person or a VFX person. He was, he's always thinking about movies or whatever, but he saw uh, people on a fishing boat, like hauling in a net and bringing in fish or something like that. And he was like, you know, I could take that. I could film this (laughs) and it could be putting in a monster into the boat and it could, and I can use that and make a movie out of it. (laughs) And just track it in there. Yeah. Right. And it doesn't like, he was because like even with um, District Nine, District Nine is a very like com- comparatively big budget movie, right? And because yes. uh, it's funded by Peter Jackson, and uh, now District Nine was directed by Neil Blomkamp. Neil Blomkamp's early stuff was like Alive and Joburg and a bunch of great short films. Uh, and so like work like this had been done before, like Alive and Joburg is great and stuff like this. But I don't think anything had been done quite so like boldly as this yes like it's and it's also like, very effective because yeah. i think one of the things about district nine is there's an enormous amount of effects mm. here they do the kind of the jaws thing where excuse me they don't uh you you don't see the monster a lot but the yeah, tension is much. there <laughs> yeah and when yeah. and if you know how he did it the things like he just filmed you know in the back of a truck and then when they pass a sign he would just track on but, yeah, you know, like, like you know, he put on a bunch of helicopters and helicopters, yeah, everything, and it's really clever. Sometimes you see the black levels are off in terms yeah. of comp. Yeah, like the, the, the engine of the like plane perfect, when that perfect. car's the, going by. The textures it, on the it is, tri- uh, on the it, tanks are. Mm. It's 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 absolutely it works, competitive though. with the totally. year it what it came out. Like, and I, I was really kind of shocked when I saw it. I was like, this is still really good. Like, it's still well, very, very. The very other good. thing that's amazing is that the with the they only used fifteen thousand dollars worth of equipment to shoot everything. Yeah, and back right. in two thousand eleven, this is before right. people knew that they could do it on prosumer stuff. This was like one of those cutting edge things, right? Right. And so uh, that was. It looks gorgeous. Yeah, it's like, all because he starts from the point of view of let's make a movie and shoot get like. Get the value from real. Get the production value from real places. Right. Like, let's go to somewhere that's interesting and is beautiful in its own right. Photograph it, and we get all this gorgeousness for free as long as it's well photographed, right? Which right. It is. And then I can do the effects, you know, as opposed to designing from the effects up, and then you yeah. have to build out all this stuff and you have to plan all that. Like he's just like, let's just make a movie in Mexico because it's going to be gorgeous. You know, and and we'll figure it out. Right. So so they did. They shot it in three weeks, mm-hmm. um, and it was only seven people. Yeah, yeah. It's really shocking. Dave so three just, has it in the comments on uh, Twitch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah it was two actors, uh, sound guy, editor, 
uh, an assistant editor. And I a goat. That goat that they the the driver, driver and a yeah. line producer. And a goat. Yeah. They and brought the goat. that goat along. So yeah. it was every well, the shot. Goat, was, yeah. yeah. The goat, goat was the lead environments artist. Uh, yeah. yeah. Back half of the show, obviously. Yeah. Continuity. Yeah, he's eating cabbage. <laughs> and they also right? didn't have a script. Okay, let's shoot. They had yeah. an outline. Right. Yeah. And so they were very opportunistic about what, what where they were and what they would get. Right. Right. So you essentially like you're going forward and making a documentary that you're augmenting. That's right. Like, you know, they have a loose, it's loose, great loose idea. It's, you watch that again. Not only does yeah. it hold up, it's great filmmaking and it's yeah. exciting. <laughs> he's he's a good filmmaker minus the effects. You know, like this, this is a very good movie. I mean, I have some critiques about it, but like, it's like, oh, I definitely like, have some critiques like, about it. I think there's some issues about it, but nonetheless, uh, to me, it's a, it's a, it's a, well, there is, it's an achievement that is so important that has been done there, you yeah. know? Like there's, there's some, there's some casting issues. There's some like stuff that doesn't work for me perfectly. However, uh, as a bit of filmmaking, it, it's excellent even before the effects are added. And the effects are added only in service of what he's already made. Right. You know? And so it doesn't, it doesn't feel showy, right? It's just like, it's just a natural part of the movie that he's made to see these things. And that's just the right mindset. And he goes, even if you're not talking about visual effects, like that is the right mindset. That's the storytelling mindset rather than the don't worry, effects are going to save us mindset. Right. You know, and that's a big thing that people say. Yeah. They don't, I think the one thing, and I think you touched on it, when you watch these films and even the films with about Earth or another Earth, which mm-hmm. I really liked, I what's interesting is that you can see great directing be very choosy about you know the shots and like oh wait if I turn here and go here I'll put a little sign through effects later and do it here and you yeah. can tell how smart the cutting and and shooting is. And really, um, you know, clever, clever shooting to 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 get his message across, knowing that and it was there wasn't previs and let's get this, you know, right. the the monsters here and let's plot it out and do animatics. It was like, no, I'm going to put them there and then I'm just going to. Well, he also was, you know, because he was doing it so run and gun, mm-hmm. he shot a hundred hours worth of footage. Yeah, right, right. He and yeah. so then he's all about you know him. Trying to figure out, like, how That's do I put this together, painter. make a movie out of it, right? right. Because it, being an all artist. that footage is practically free, you know, yeah. it's, this, as opposed this to stage right. time where it's like twenty five thousand yeah. dollars an hour, you know. And, it, and like this, this is the genius because this is how Werner Herzog makes a movie, right? Yeah. And like Herzog like approaches his documentaries and his fiction in exactly the same way, you know. He's just like, I'm here to tell a story. I'm not here to do anything else. So like, I need to be aware of what the Sto- like the story in front of me is what is what I'm trying to record, and I gotta. It's my responsibility to collect it all, and then I'm going to build it in the edit. Like that's how this works, you know. And that's how you end up with original, fresh feeling material because it's as much of a new experience as it's happening for them as it is when you are watching it, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that that that's the that's the documentary ideal of going forward and doing this way. And I wish that like because you watch like. You know, when people say that they're, you know, there's a, there's a million YouTube videos, it's becoming its own trope to make fun of tropes, right? Uh, when you talk about Marvel, my videos on everything wrong with Marvel's tropes and these blah, 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 and these cliches. And I'm just like, I get it. I understand why you're annoyed. 
And what's really happening is that you're not sick of the story beats. You're sick of people not being inventive with them at all. Like they're just delivering the beats that you're supposed to have. And this movie has all the right beats. It's all there, but they're, they all come from unexpected things they caught as opposed to, you know, your first dumb idea. And I think that that's what makes it great. Yeah. Honestly, I I think he, he, what I think I like about what he did is that he just didn't overthink it. (laughs) Didn't overthink it. Didn't overthink it. You know, you just shoot on earlier. It's natural. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. very clever, and natural, and it works. And you're kind of like, that's really great. It, it yeah. just it, it flows. Yeah. It it's reminded, flawless world building. It's like perfect world building. It, it reminded me of the story, uh, uh, Eric, of uh, you and I uh, a, a while ago. Um, we were a DD, and Paul George had said that he came home and that uh, this uh, woman had – lit her boyfriend's car on fire <laughs> because she was angry at him or something. And nice. then the cops came and it made this whole situation. And, uh, I was, <laughs> I was, uh, look, look, <laughs> listening uh, to the story. And then you came by and you're listening to the story and you said, Oh my God, uh, did you film it? You should film it and then build a story around it. Where else are you going to get a burning car? You yeah, exactly, <laughs> like, exactly. like, that's so expensive a shot. You should have just done it that way. Cause you know, that's, that's like how they shot, um, how right. Haskell Wexler shot medium cool, right? It's that's just like right. the fucking riots are going on in Chicago, like democratic national convention riots. He calls up all of his acting friends and says, get down to the riots right now. Make up a character. And we're going to film the middle the of the riots. From, uh, Jackie Brown. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Robert Forster. I mean, just like imagine getting that phone call. You're like looking at the news and you're seeing the fucking things on fire. And then you know, this director buddy shows up and says, like, get your, get your fucking you know coat on. We're going to go make a movie in the middle of that riot and pretend like it's our movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's insane. Yeah. You know, but you do end up with brilliant, fresh, original material this way. Like, it's right. incredibly wild to do it, but do it. Definitely do it. Right. And just a side note, uh, uh, Dave 3D has also pointed out that, which we should point out as well, that he did the creator, which came out this week, right? Mm-hmm. And he did it the same way that he shot, where he shot it without green screens and, uh, in actual location, augmenting the, uh, shot footage with VFX as needed. Uh, and he made it for $80 million, but it looks like a $300 million film and is probably doing well. And it's, fu- I've, interestingly, he, uh, said that it's um, uh, it's uh, uh, he thinks that eighty million was too much for that movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm I, I'm probably going to go see that this weekend. I may be seeing it with uh, Dave 3D. As a matter of fact, um, uh, I will, so I'll report back on that. Like I, the the word has been good so far, so I'm excited. Which movie? About it. Uh, the creator, his uh, Edward's new movie is out this weekend, um, and uh, it looks very beautiful. He has not. So the interesting back half of the story for him is that because of the success of monster of monsters, he got swept up into the studio system. Yeah. And the first one he did was Godzilla, which is a terrible film, terrible. And it's it's clearly not his fault. Yeah. No, this is like it has like the flavor. You can see it in the ads. Like the first ad I saw was like, this is going to be incredible. It feels like a Gareth Edwards movie. Right. And then at some point, the studio is like. Uh, move aside. We're going to make a fucking stupid Godzilla movie. Right. We <laughs> like, just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. We it's just, just, uh, it doesn't just have hash. all of the things that we need to have in movies. Yeah. It's just hash. And, and then he gets sucked into the Star Wars world, right? 
And he ends up being credited with directing Rogue, Rogue One, right? And you yep. can tell, and Rogue One's a good movie, and it's Bond Andor, which is great TV. And uh, and you can feel his world building is the essence of why this stuff is good, right? But in reality, Disney saw his cut and fired him and cut out sixty percent of the movie, and then hired Tony Gilroy to come back in and reconstruct it to what they wanted it to be, which is still very good because Tony Gilroy is also very good. But, uh, but like he, Gareth Edwards has not been able to make his own movies soup to nuts until this weekend, like until wow. the creator. So I'm interested to see how the creator does and what he has learned from that, the giant filmmaking experience of working with studios right? and how he applies it to this. We'll see. Hopefully it's a great movie, but it certainly looks beautiful. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, at, uh, at some point I'll probably get around to watching. It's just. My schedule is really tough right now. I yeah. pretty much only can watch movies on airplanes at this point. It's really sad. <laughs> yeah, but it's like like he is part of like he's part of the same group with like Neil Blomkamp, right? Um, uh, uh, the Another Earth uh, crew like uh, Brett Marling, and right. there was like a little micro movement in the uh, yes. early 2010s. Yes, to do I'm, indie sci-fi. Like I'm going to tell you another one. Uh, it was. Um, the guy, uh, a guy who was actually uh, my wife's old boss. Tony I remember that one, Wilkins. I think mm-hmm. in a convenience was. store, right? Yes, and he did uh, Splinter. Yeah. Splinter, which is and a great. Guess movie. who great. made that? Yeah. Mo- guess who produced that movie? Gareth Edwards. No, Magnet, which is the same oh, one that did made, Monster. <laughs> did Monster? Right? Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. and and I rec- I highly recommend Splinter. Splinter is like an A plus little horror movie. Really, really fun movie. Yeah. Uh, and it has the same it has the same ethic about its effects and like how to sneak around cost and still get great visuals. Really I think terrific. it was shot for a million dollars. The whole thing. Wow, that's terrific. Right, that's and terrific. what did they do, Eric? Also, they hid the monster. Yeah, that's right. Yep. It's all, whatever it, they, happened to them? I don't know what he did. A couple. I think he was up for doing the grudge two or something like that. Or like there's a the danger, man. This is right. Hollywood. Th- once you get swept up into the Hollywood thing, it's like, it's, that's like being thrown in a, a, a washing machine. Well, there was this, <laughs> there was this thing, right? I mean, there was this thing where, where, where monster movies was like, okay, we're just going to make cheap monster movies. Right. right. And I got to miss the point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm looking at it now. Let's see, yeah, Toby. Let's see, what's Toby been up to? Toby Wilkins. Toby Wilkins. Toby Wilkins. Yeah, what's uh, he up he, to? He has made uh, Etsy editor. Lots of editing. Director. Come on, no. IMDb, you can do it. Okay, so he has been actually working quite a bit. Okay, good. Uh, he did do uh, the Grudge Three. The Grudge Three. Yeah. Right, and then he did a bunch. Uh, looks like he's done a ton of TV. Did. Uh, Chosen, which is on, I think, Peacock right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dark Wall, uh, Teen Wolf, uh, which is uh, the new Teen Wolf, not the. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's done a lot of TV since. So he has turned into a successful streaming director. Good for him. Good for him. Nice work. Nice he, work. And he uh, he was the person that uh, taught my wife how to be a flame artist. And uh, that's great. He's that's great. he's really a good mentor for her, honestly. Yeah. No, so good really, filmmaker. I like that. Yeah, and he's a nice guy. <laughs> he's a nice guy. Can be an asshole 
which is the, the good, a good, but the kind of asshole that I like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> most, most of the people that I like working with yeah. in business are exactly like this. <laughs> and he's English, right? So he has yeah, an English right. accent and someone would say, <laughs> I love your accent. He goes, I don't have an accent. <laughs> you have an accent. Exactly. Exactly so. But yeah. I, like I, I was really hopeful when that movement happened, you know, and, uh, as we've discussed before on the show, like, um, uh, with the success of district nine, uh, I, you know, um, and, um, uh, uh what, yeah, what's his name? The director from D- district nine. I just skipped Neil my head. Neil, okay. Neil Blomkamp. Like he also went the, like he, he went the pseudo Hollywood route and tried to make like really action packed blockbusters, um, with incredible visuals and, and sort of all over the place screenplays. And so like things have been, things have been wobbly on, on all fronts on all these things. They like, they think the Hollywood experience kind of like slammed all these people kind of sideways. Yeah. Um, he also decided that he wanted to quote unquote, you know, uh, screw the Hollywood system and make his own distribution right thing. And what was it called again? It was Oats Studios. Oats which, Studio. Right. right? And which he got we funded by show. Valve, I believe. Right. right. Huh. And, uh, and now, yeah, cause he's also, now he's really, he's deep into video games and the video game territory, which is interesting. It's a great space for him. You know, it's like, he's obviously a very talented guy. Um, but like his, you know, I keep on, every time I see a new movie from him, like, I like a bunch of parts of it, but it just doesn't like, there's just too much going on. And right. so he's like a really, really, really smart Michael Bay overload experience. Oh, um, I wouldn't put it that way. I think he's more than a Michael Bay. Well, no, I, well, because you, you and I disagree on Michael Bay. I don't think Michael Bay is a bad filmmaker. I think he has occasionally made very bad movies, but he is actually a good filmmaker who over, okay. oversteps. He, yeah, well, but he – okay, Michael Bay's scripts are shit. Oh, they're gar- I mean, garbage. He doesn't have taste. Yeah, right. he has no taste. He's very skilled, has no taste. I think mm. that's good. Uh, this is Michael Bay. Like, And, uh, in fact, like the less – the less he tries to tell any story at all, the higher the chance I'm going to enjoy a Michael Bay movie. But when people start talking, I'm like, just get back to things blowing up, dude. You can't do this stuff very well. <laughs> yeah. You know. But uh, but yeah, I, I hold out hope for Neil Blomkamp. He's he's still got a great eye and uh, delivers good stuff. Gran Turismo is his latest movie, um, I, which got pretty good reviews. Solid reviews. Sure. But it's not... It's not my brand. <laughs> no. Like I'll catch that in video and hopefully it's good. We'll see. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so, so getting back to, to monster, I mean, I think, you know, obviously there, it was very cool and opportunistic the way they did things. Yeah. Uh, also it's only basically only two actors, the, the, that are the main actors in this are yep. actual actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everyone else that they meet along their journey are people that they literally met along their journey. Yep. Um, which is interesting. Uh, okay. And uh, there are, uh, the, uh, and they're also clearly non actors, <laughs> right? Well, like the, yeah, which like also these, really works. Works. Well, it like, because totally these, these two people, like, uh, they've all, you know, like, since become very, very widely used actors. One of them is one of my favorite character actors. Scoot McNeary is the main guy. Yeah. Um, and he is terrific. He's pretty good in this movie. And here's here's my first critique of this movie. Wait, which yeah, guy? Right. The, the main the guy. Lead. Main guy and monsters. Yeah. Okay, the photographer. Like I think, and the other the other person is Whitney Abel is the the woman who plays opposite him. And he was his girlfriend at the time. He was his girlfriend at the time. And also, here's another thing: is there. so 
he wanted that guy, Gareth Edward wanted that guy, talk to him. And he goes, yes. And he's like, I need, he's like, how about this? And he presented his girlfriend who he wanted to, you know, hey, how about my girlfriend as the other one, right? Uh, and they're both from Texas, by the way. Mm. Uh, uh, she's from Houston. He's from Dallas. Mm-hmm. And uh, he originally, Gareth Edwards didn't want to hire her because he thought she was too pretty. He should have stuck with that decision, in my opinion. <laughs> Why? That, I thought it was perfect. I, I thought she was she's pretty a, good. She's she's not a bad actor. Like, but like her, I think that like Scoot McNary is like because of his later work. Scoot McNary is a, one of the, my you know, just he's just phenomenal. Killing them softly, like he's incredible, incredible actor. Um, and she's good. Like she's a solid actor. She's done a bunch of the TV and other stuff. Um, but the like. In that particular role, like she comes off as like, yeah, she has this Cameron Diaz vibe to her. Right? She does. Like, hold and, on a second. And that's a, wait, wait. I'm, go ahead, I'm, Eric. I'm just gonna I'm just, like I just want to say, it is it it makes the because of that character and the way that she like she's cast perfectly for that character, but that character makes the makes that dynamic between the two of them uninteresting. Like, I don't like their dynamic and I don't buy their romance. Eric, you disagree. I do. Um, basically, it's Lady from Shanghai. Sure. Okay? With Orson Welles. And he goes down to Mexico to... He's hired by a publisher to go down to Mexico and save who became his wife. What was her name? The blonde. That's Rita Hayworth. Rita Hayworth. Who's one of the most beautiful women of all oh time? Oh my god, yeah. she fit the role physically. Uh, she might have not have been as great of an actress, but as a rich girl in yeah, a dire like situation, right. and that contrast, you know, it worked. He reminded me of James Woods and Salvador in that. Yeah, and okay. Is, I was going to bring this up. Yes, 100%. He's totally – some of those sequences were Salvador, the yep. way they were sitting there in the woods. That's my favorite Oliver Stone film by a Yeah, it's a miles. beautiful movie. But I thought she was dyna- – I thought she was perfect for it because as a rich girl that's really cute and uh, you know she acts bratty when she sees he's with another girl – all that dynamic yeah. is totally works, and that tension works with it because he comes across as, you know, it's hard to gauge him. Like, he likes her, but then he goes, hooks up with somebody else, and then they get robbed. Yeah. There's a lot of moments where you could have expanded it more, when, particularly when they're robbed and they lost their passports. But right. I thought her, the, her look was perfect as a rich girl. I'm with you. Rich I'm girl, totally dad, dad, right. situ- dad, daddy I'm problems. All yeah. stuff. Like, like, I, I, I'm totally I'm by Eric. I totally buy it. But I was going to, you know what I was going to compare it to, Eric? Uh, was um, uh, uh, African queen. <laughs> yeah, it's more, it is more African. I agree with that. That's like, it's yeah. like, it's, or, or any, it's more like um, Temple of Doom, you know? It's sort of oh. like, you know. <laughs> oh, that's Temple of Doom. Yeah. It's like the, here's oh, no, 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 no. You're thinking stone. of, what's the name, what's her name, the name of that one? Uh, the Six one, Days, Seven Nights. This, no, it's that no, 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 no. It's the uh, Romancing the Stone. Romancing the Stone. Yeah. yeah. That's what it's I just same, said. All the same kind of shtick, right? I just and it's fine. It's, yeah, like it's, it's I good. I could hear you. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. It's like, it's, you're eating, so I had the camera off you. I'm not This is not, this is not a bad shtick. It works fine. But like, it's more, my problem more is that because I have later knowledge of Scoot, Mc, Scoot McNary and I know what his real powers are, like this particular character relationship mutes him 
so thoroughly as an actor that he becomes kind of boring to me. Like it's perfectly fine performance and she's good, Wait but a it's like, it's the, it's You're the least jealous. You- You're jealous of her. I'm jealous of him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, I'm jealous of, I'm I like, I love Scoot McNary and I want him to sort of crack open in this movie in the way that he later does in many, many other movies. Okay. And it wasn't like, it, like, it's sort of like this movie, if you've seen a lot of Scoot McNary movies and now you see monsters, you're going to be like, oh, well, they could have done more with that guy because he's actually really powerful. But instead, they're, he, they're sort of saddled with a, a, a good but straightforward, you know, like, a, you know, uh, uh, oil and water relationship adventure. And it's fine. It's fine. Like, I think that she's like, neither of them, I mean, and again, apologies. This is, you know, this is their first breakthrough thing. They're later great. It's all fantastic. But, like, if you see it now, it will be uh, slightly underwhelming compared to what you know that they, that especially McNary can do. All right, just a second. What has she been in? She's, uh, she did, uh, she's in uh, All the Girls Love Mandy, uh, Mandy Lane. Um, let's see. Yeah, she's on, I think she's done TV, a lot of TV. Man, not, not a bad actor at all. Good actor. You know, um, but, uh, yeah, a lot, yeah, a bunch of good TV movies, decent TV, like, perfect, perfectly good actor. No, no, no slam against her at all. But like, you know, I guess, you know, the movie, the rest of the movie is so interesting that the thing I'm least interested in is their relationship. That's, well, that's where I come out of this one. Yeah. I mean, their relationship, I, 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 I definitely don't give it that harsh. It's a monster out. movie. Yeah. It's a, yes. Yeah. It, well, I wanted to, it's, I, it's like, a journey you said movie. It, Eric, like, it's, it's a journey, a journey movie. Like, movie. And, and you, you said it, Eric. It's like, like, when, like, if you have this setting, this photography, and it's science fiction, and you have Scoot McNary, I want Scoot McNary in science fiction Salvador. And instead, it's like a really fascinating setting with a pretty good sort of romance strained by the setting. And it's good. It's very solid. Well, and it's an it's, hour and a half. Yeah, I think it's if they fine. stretched it to one fifth uh, hour forty five. Yeah, you could have you could have moved. You, could have, some, you found so a little the original bit cut yeah. was four hours. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I would have taken that. Yeah, no, I'm saying no offense to anybody involved. I I think it's yeah, all very good. It was really good. Yeah, it's great. It's all very good. Okay, all right. Do we want to talk about the movie? Let's talk about <laughs> like the, the plot. <laughs> let's go the plot's really straightforward. Actually, it's yep. very simple, and that's what makes it so so good, right? Yes. Yep. Uh, and it it is. It is a movie that uh, starts and ends with the same thing, uh, but we don't know that at first. Mm-hmm. At first, we think it's the beginning of the movie, but it's really a flashback to the end of yep. the movie. Uh, to, yeah. to the end of the movie, it's a flash forward. Yeah, to flash the forward or right. Yeah, right. Uh, which is you see a bunch of Marines heading down the highway, and they shoot down this giant monster, right? And it's all done with uh, the the green infrared camera. Yep. situation it's a right good, it's a good very clever good. To yeah, do very that. solid opening yeah yeah and uh you know not not too not too complicated in terms of what it is so wait a minute that intro part was what happens at the end after they pick him up yes. yeah because you can tell because of the they give an audio tag with the guy going dun, dun, da, 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 that's da. right and then we're that's driving just, away at the end of the movie you right. hear that valkyrie yeah. right. right right so who was in that car her or him so they go and pick him up and then the beginning of the movie happens like that's right what, yeah, so it's like one one well, no, of them. No, they get attacked in the beginning. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. It's that's... like if if you play out the end of the movie, like they they are parted as they are taken away in separate cars. Right. They drive away into the distance, and then 
classic so martini movie, style we tell them what the ending of the yes, movie is they go to the beginning of the movie <laughs> and the car is blown up nobody survives <laughs> so, so they, the lead, they die at the end she, of the movie she dies at the end too yeah I, I, at least one of them dies at, at least one of them dies cars. in the movie yeah yes but we don't know that we don't even know who they are and right. this shot at all we have right. no idea we, all we know is that a monster attacked a bunch of marines right that's all we know and, and they you get, are, it makes it makes the monsters scary. And makes yes, and that the monsters and they are uh, singing "Flight of the Valkyrie" because of Apocalypse Now uh, at at the beginning of the movie. So that's what's that's all we know is that there's a bunch of Marines being attacked by a monster, going to attack a monster, and getting killed by a monster. Yes, right. right? Yeah, right. And then we see him in Mexico. Mexico. Trying Mexico to was a disaster. The alternate title of the movie, Mexico, Mexico was a disaster. Was a disaster. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he is in Mexico trying to take – is taking pictures of a crumpled up building where the monster is, right? Mm -hmm. But you can tell it's just like opportunistically, right? It's just people tearing down a building. Yes, right. But he turns it around and makes it look like they're digging through the rubble to try to find survivors. Yeah. yeah. And and then there's a monster amongst the rubble that he just right. comped it. <laughs> and, it fl and it flows perfectly well. Like there's yeah. no like the only thing that gives it away as a not a bigger budget film is that you don't know who these actors are. Like right. it's not George Clooney. <laughs> That's right. about it. Right. But the the flow the edit flow the the way he integrates the effects everything it's just smooth as glass it's right. great and so then he works for a publication a rich guy mm -hmm. he is supposed to he's been given an assignment to go meet a uh, to go to a hospital to pick up the a person and get her on a air. Get her, get her back to the United States through a ferry or something right. like that. Take right? ferry over to the U.S. Right, because and the so, entire uh, everything from like the middle band between America and Mexico, right, is an infected zone. Right. So there's a zone between the United States and uh, half of Mexico. Yeah. The upper half of Mexico. Right. That is called the infected zone, which is we find. Oh, there was a little card at the beginning that said NASA had found some aliens and they got yeah, loose or sure. whatever. So this in fact they don't really explain too much. They don't have to. <laughs> yeah, I would I would say the card the card by today's standards is too much. Like you don't really need to read the card. It doesn't make any difference. You'll get what's right. happening in the film. Yeah, yeah. So 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 they do they go through this whole uh uh <clears throat> he goes to pick her up at the hospital and she's like, eh, doesn't really want to be with that guy. He doesn't really want to be a babysitter. <laughs> yep. Right? And so he's getting ready to put her on a ferry, right? Is it a ferry? Yes. He takes yeah. her to a place, yeah. but then it's a ferry. Ferry. Yeah, but they they travel they travel um, uh, on the road and they run into these uh, to this old lady. Oh, because they say you can't travel at night, right? There was something like that, and they run into like a a, a woman and her two kids, right? Right. And uh, they are very nice to them. They give them food. They um, uh, uh, and then they, they and then they say, "Oh, on their way," and they give them all this food and water for them on their trip, uh, which is kind of nice. But then they get to the port, 
And at the port, they meet this guy and they find out that tickets to get on the ferry are $5,000. <laughs> right. They, they, the guy, dude's there just obviously gouging them because he can. He's like, well, that's how it also, goes. Also, <laughs> it's the last ferry out of there at all. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, he, he like, it's not like he's being cool about it. He's like, I can make a shitload of money off these dumbass Americans. And that's, that's the price. That. Right? <laughs> that's the price. That's uh, the know, price. You got it, so pay it. Right. So they do that and they, they get on the, uh, the, uh, they, they don't get on the ferry because they know the right. ferry is going to be the next morning. Right. Right. Seven o'clock in the morning. That's when it leaves. Right. So they didn't just go on a little tour of the town, uh, where they eat and drink tequila mm-hmm. and have a good time. Learn a little bit about each other, right? At this point, right? He learns mm-hmm. that she's engaged and that, um, uh, he's, uh, 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 what else is going on? Oh, that we also find out about him. He's got a kid, right? Right. And, uh, we find out later that his, uh, he's not married. That he ha- he knows he has a kid because he had a one night stand with someone and she decided to uh, stay a single mother. And he was with doesn't... her for two months. Right. He was with her for two months. Find out she just got pregnant. She he can be in the kid's life, but he's not allowed to be his father. Right. right. So uh, that's basically uh, where we are. Yeah, you're out of focus. Yep. I'm trying to get it back. We get there. <laughs> there we go. Sorry. Hey, uh, you had it. You had it. You had it. Well, it'll, it'll come back. Don't worry. I'll tell you, it's um, like working with fucking dolphins in Life Aquatic. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so what else happened? Um, okay, so they're in a the town to get drunk. He takes her to. She's just, she starts to. What are you doing? <laughs> right, gotta come into focus. Don't pay attention to me. It's okay. There it is. There it is. All right. Uh, so he. Uh, uh, gets drunk, she starts to like him, mm-hmm. and he's like trying to get into her bedroom. He's like, oh, how about a nightcap? Dan, it looks like you're an alien with that lens flare. I know. Ash, yeah, right? Where where are lens flare is pretty, 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 pretty slow. No, oh, now it's yeah. Now, now it's, it's oh, like now it is. There it is. <laughs> there we go. Um, so uh, she's like, mm, I don't think so, and you know, that doesn't go too well. <laughs> And he decides, well, if she doesn't want a nightcap, I'm going to keep drinking. <laughs> right. Keeps drinking. The ferry's at 7 o'clock, so she has to get ready for her, for, her, for her boat ride. She wakes up, knocks on his door. He's obviously hungover from drinking. And she says, oh, do you want to you know, get a cup of coffee before I have to leave? And says, oh, sure. She peeks in his room. She notices there are... Another woman There's in there. Another woman sleeping in the bed, and she gets upset about it and runs off. Right. <laughs> right? He chases her in his underwear. <laughs> to, says, hey, what's going on? And she's like, no, nothing, nothing. And, she, and then at, at one point, she says, well, I can't leave. I was like, why not? Because you have my passport. It's like, ah. Oh. So he runs back to the room to get his passport. Guess what? The woman who was in the bed robbed him of steals the passports yeah. steals right. the passports right. so they can't go anywhere can't get on a ferry they're screwed now where to go I go back to the guy he says well you can go 
through the infected zone, but that's going to be tough and cost you even more money. <laughs> of course. Right. 10,000. Yep. 10,000. So that's when it gets a little hairy. So what happens when they go into the infected zone? How to tell us through that? One of you guys go. So they, as yep. they go deeper into the jungle, right, they're being escorted by a bunch of uh, armed guys. Bandoleros. And like they, they, like they, they, they're, they're like gorillas, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like they, they look like they're part of the like FARQ or something like this. And like they're, uh, you know, like they're armed because, because of these giant space monster aliens. But uh, he, like uh, Scoot McNary, doesn't like the fact that they have guns. Like he's just, he's scared of them, right? Sure, and, and uh, thinks it's dangerous. But the deeper they go into the jungle, the more they get a sort of a broader worldview of what is happening. Like up until uh, up until this point, the monsters are explicitly played as monsters, like they're forces of evil, right? Uh, and Godzilla it, kind of thing, Godzilla style. And then this this is where it like both their a uh, sort of romantic relationship develops for him and and, um, and the woman uh, slowly as they explore things, uh, explore the jungle. And also you get a sort of a deeper understanding of the biome that's invading the world where it's, it's like the the people that are that they're traveling with are like, oh yeah, well, that's actually infects the trees. And then you get to see like there's sort of like um, the sort of step mushrooms that are on the sides of trees. Yeah, they're you glowing know? and pulsing. Yeah, but they're glowing and pulsing. And they react to light and sound, and those give off some sort of spores. And it seems sort of suggests a uh, a broader life cycle to what is happening here. And so but they it's also more say like, something very interesting. It's like if we don't bother them, they don't bother us. If we don't, yeah, exactly. So it comes to like which is not, reconfirmed towards the end of the movie. Yeah, and so like yeah. it's it, like the what is. What is causing the monsters to be dangerous is the fact that we are attacking you know, them, atta- bombing them, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. Um, and so you get like a, a little bit more gray area view as you go deeper into uh, the infected zone, right? But you're also seeing the bodies of people who have been killed in confrontations with the monsters. So like, it's not like it's not like they're good or evil. It's just like there is definitely like. At very least, a misunderstanding of intention that is being exacerbated by violent reaction, and right. uh, and it's and both sides are sort of doubling down on what's happening. But he also does something very interesting. He has this because he has this argument with her at the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. where he basically says, you know, he does he doesn't like he doesn't like her father, who is the the owner of the magazine, because he exploits violence. Right. In his magazine, and he says, "If I sh- uh, if I get a photo of a dead child, I get paid fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, but if you know I take a I picture get? of a happy child, I get zero. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and I re- the line I really loved in particular is when uh, she's like, "Well, I mean, don't you feel a little predatory? I mean, like your entire occupation is basically you have to wait around for terrible things to happen in order to make money." And he's like, "Yeah, like, like a, doc- a doctor." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's like, pretty smart. Yeah, um, but yeah, so like the like they're sort of like dealing like she uh, like they both have room to grow as people, right? Uh, and the traveling through the infected zone, like they sort of open up as people themselves. They get a more sort of shades of gray view of the world, sure, as represented by the aliens. Um, but like because- for example, at one point, as a, you know, through the growth that you were mentioning, 
They do see a bunch of a dead family, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. killed. And he sees a dead child. Right. And he Does chooses not, not to take to a take photograph. Of. And what's right. important is that she's not there when he decides that. He covers the body up. And then it's revealed that she saw him choosing not to take the photo. Right. So he's not showing off her. He actually makes a choice to not exploit the situation. Uh, and that becomes a bonding moment for them. And so, like, essentially because, like, you know, it, uh, to give their relationship credit in terms of the structure, like, because they are growing as people, their their Venn diagram circles expand and start to overlap more. And that's why they become interested and in understanding of one another's flaws. And, like, it tends to, they, they, have a, they have a deeper relationship because of their passage through this uh, shades of gray area of the world. And I think that, like, structurally that all works correctly. Um, and uh, they also, you know, like, uh, finally, you know, in the infected zone, they do run into a monster while they're driving. with uh, Like, they're riding in the back with, as the guys are driving. The monsters attack, or monster attacks. It's a great scene. Very not the effects are particularly good in this one. Um, then the guys run out with guns. They start firing at the monster, and the monster just fucking kills everybody. It throws the trucks around. Well, the monster, the monsters are. We should mention the monsters are gigantic. They're yeah, 150 they're, meters, right? So yeah, like they're huge, they're huge. Yeah, they're Godzilla-sized monsters. They look basically like land octopuses. Land octopuses, yeah, right. And uh, and they uh, they kill all the um, the people that were um, the gorillas. Comp- the, yeah, the gorillas. They wreck the cars, uh, and the two of them are left alone together in the middle of the, you know, uh, wasteland. Right. Um, so, so then they just, they, they kind of, know, they know that they're close to the United States, right? Mm-hmm. Because the gorillas told them, it was like, it's right over there. <laughs> right. Yeah. So there it is. Right. It is. So they need, they need to get there. But now uh, they're just walking. <laughs> now they're just walking. They're on right. foot. Right. Right. Uh, so they, as they're sort of exploring the area with the, uh, when they see the truck with the dead people, they see a Mayan temple. Yep. Right. Which is a sort of a nice touch in terms of like, you know, uh, civilizations that were overwhelmed, you know, in, in history. And, and uh, and infected. They, yeah, exactly. Well, it's just like, yeah, exactly. Like they like you, smallpox. Like, yeah. Well, like we think that. You know, uh, our human civilization will just last naturally forever. And here's one that was totally wiped out. Right. You know, and now it's an overgrown ruin. And so, yeah. like, it's, it gives you a sense of history and what it's what may be happening to the human race. It was this. very interesting. I was at the I, long, long time ago, I was at a town hall. I was doing a lecture in Guadalajara and they gave us a tour of the city town hall or whatever it was. And they had all these paintings there which were about how the conquistadors killed all the native population it was all about that Mm -hmm. oh yeah brutal brutal i mean they were brutal dude yeah yeah it's like yeah like you know the uh, europeans in america were were bad but the europeans especially the spanish in uh south america were that is an absolute nightmare like that's as bad as you could possibly imagine it being yeah yeah Hideous. It was also interesting. I was, uh, like I said, I was in Japan, right? And, uh, well, some of the people, the, the mayor of the town that was there, it was all this big formality and stuff. And one of, because THU, uh, starts in, uh, Portugal, right? And the, the guy who started THU is Portuguese. The, uh, ambassador of Portugal to Japan 
was there as well. Mm -hmm. And he gave a very diplomatic speech and explained the long history with Portugal and Japan. It's like, yeah, yeah. I've seen Shogun. But... <laughs> yeah, we know. That's right. That's right. Yeah, boy, oh boy. Yeah, like, like I didn't like, I, I, you know, Spain and Portugal, perfectly normal everyday countries these days. But yeah. In the, in those times, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like, it's like, uh, um, uh, what is it? Not, uh, uh, it's, what is the, what, what's the country that, uh, conquered, uh, South Africa, like was the start of South the Africa. Dutch. The Dutch. The, 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 like, like the, the, the Dutch, like diplomatic community. <laughs> like, there's, there's the villains the, and then there's weapon? Yeah, yeah, lethal like, weapon too, but wow. <laughs> Wow! Yeah, like they're, what's they're, all about the Cougarans? <laughs> yeah, man, oh man! Like it was like it's like Central and South America. Speaking guy. of Dutch, because you were speaking Dutch, <laughs> that's true. That's right. And everyone, everyone today, very lovely. It's all good. No, yep. no, no. Please don't, please don't write in. But uh, in the good old days, there was some enthusiasm for murder that was um, was really outrageous. Oh yeah, yep, yep. Oh, yeah. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. Uh, yeah, so that was, that was, uh, that was good. Uh, where, where were we? Where were we? Okay. So when they climb the pyramid, mm -hmm. which they do, uh, they see the wall, mm -hmm. right? Which again, just simple map painting comp. Yep. Uh, he shot everything by the way, too. Uh, he also is the photographer. He's the photographer the, yeah, and then he's the shot. production yeah. designer, which I think is just like, here, put yeah. this on. Right. <laughs> So good, man. Here, put this on. But he's like, also, can I, I think I just, a little uh, more than that, dude. Like, that's all I, I do. Yeah, like, well, I do want to say one thing. The Edwards is really great, and it starts here. Like, he's really great at shooting day for night. Yeah. Uh, and I was watching this. I'm like, you know what he does? Like, what he's really smart about doing his day for night is he always includes, like, uh, like, and sort of lifts up in post really bright flashlights and things. Yeah. And right. it makes the day for night effect super convincing. Yes. Like he, br he brings the exposure down and everything else, but then pumps up the exposure on very little isolated things and adds right. bright lights. And the whole thing becomes like a Super very delicate exposure yeah. that was very, yeah. very convincing. It's really nice. I mean, also should note that like he barely knew 3D when he did this. <sighs> and so he had to figure out how to – because the monsters was – everything else is pretty straightforward. Like anyone mm -hmm. can – it's hard to say that anyone can do that. But like moving a helicopter across the sky, you just got to yeah. get the timing right. It's not No, I, I got to say the plane's flying – the way yeah. one was a little faster than the other and yeah, how it's it the works. little touches. Yeah, no, no, he did that right. Yeah, he does he it all that, correctly. He did that right, but it's not like you really know, need to know rigging and all the other stuff with a plan. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, you still have to have taste for yeah, either, yeah. either thing. For However, sure. For sure. It's a I'm more the, complicated event to animate a giant octopus am, creature yes, and track just, that in. Technically speaking, <laughs> animating an airplane moving across yeah. the sky is right. not as complicated as big tentacles and legs and all the other stuff. And apparently he said he just – he used 3S Max to do all the stuff. Uh, That's pretty amazing. And he basically just, he taught himself how to do that. Uh, and the tentacles, he just said, I found a rope plug-in. <laughs> and I Beautiful. made it like a rope underwater, and that's yep. how it that's how it got that look. No, it's great. It all works. It, like, it still works today. It's yeah. amazing. It's, yeah. it's still very, very good work. And I think today. he sculpted them in, like, ZBrush or whatever, figured that out. And, like, and actually, I want, what I would really like to say is that not only is it good work by today's standards – it's actually better than most Marvel movies, like shot, oh, shot for shot. Like you know, I, I love my Marvel. 
Yeah. Going <laughs> like, like you can take any, you can just click on any Marvel ad and you will see no offense to everybody I know, including myself who worked on Marvel movies, like that sort of d- dull gray mm-hmm. look that makes everything look like kind of an airbrushy cartoon. Like this looks pretty close to photoreal all the time and is amazing. It's really nicely integrated, yeah. brilliantly done. My, real taste. my, I mean, like I, we've been arguing how amazing it is considering it was one guy trying to figure it out. And he basically says, I'm going to be, try to do two shots a day. That's what his goal it's was. Beautiful. And then he got to the monsters and then it slowed down significantly until he could figure <laughs> yeah. out how to do that. Yeah. But at the same time, my, my complaint mainly, the comping is really good. Mm-hmm. Comping is really good. And clearly that's where his training was from, right? Mm-hmm. It's just the, the textures on some of the vehicles were yeah. a little meh. They're, yeah, they're they're a little yeah, and a little actually the black places. levels and the black, black levels, levels are on the tech or are back and yeah. forth. Yeah, yeah, because there were some black levels that were really really bad, and they didn't need to be. They just stuck right. out. Yeah, um, but like this airplane that's behind you that was in the water. This this shot was pretty interesting. This must have been complicated. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, like this like the thing is, this one guy doing it in 2010 or whatever, like is amazing. That's yeah. pretty fucking great, man. That's incredible. And inspiring. Yeah, and the thing is, though, yeah, and part of the conversation is like it's easier to do all this stuff now. It's even easier to do. <laughs> so, so this is you know, let's let's go full circle and go back to John Waters, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's he was the original guy who just like I'm just going to make a movie the way I want to make a movie. Yeah, for like seventeen dollars and get all my friends to act in it. All my no. crazy friends, like you know. Uh, uh, divine and all, all the other yep. people in it. All these, all these, you know, lo, you know loopy, crazy people, right? And yeah. and that's and that's fine. Like, do it. It's awesome. <laughs> They're all incredible. Right. All incredible. I remember like, when I got. when I first moved to L.A., Karen and I went to go see John Waters at the El Rey. He had a, like mm-hmm. a thing there, and he was present and talking. And someone was asking him, "Is like, you know." This was at the time, Eric, you had just gotten that. Remember you had just gotten your Panasonic HD camera? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember? And he was like, oh, my God, like, I can afford an HD camera. Like, they were not affordable. They were, you know, $30,000 before that. And then suddenly you could get one for like $1,000, which was massively cheap. And you you spent $1,000 on that camera. And you sawed a bunch of shorts with it, right? You did. It, 14 yeah. shorts. Yeah. 14 shorts. Really that so you, really it got work. its mileage, yeah. right? Um, and, uh, I remember specifically, uh, him saying, uh, uh, someone asked him, I was like, what do you think about the fact that anyone can shoot and like, can get an HD camera now and shoot a movie? And he goes, I think it's amazing that everyone can do that. Mm-hmm. Not everyone should, but <laughs> <laughs> right. Well. But, it, but if you think about that, that John Waters, that's what he did, right? He shot things in eight millimeter when he couldn't do anything else. And then like suddenly he got some money to do. Yep polyester and he'll shoot it in 35 millimeter yep and and to, and today like everything is almost anything is possible if you think about it hard enough if you figure out how to do it you can do it well and it's and it's very much there yeah i mean garrett edwards is the proof of that right yep. and every mm-hmm. time we have this conversation this is the movie that brings this up the movie like, we go to yeah. we go to yeah. this one because this is the prime example of yeah. this it's even and more Dan inspiring now it. i don't oh, understand it's just a terrible film it's obviously. because he doesn't oh, like God. blondes he's offended by blondes <sighs> it's not she's communion. good I know, she's good I, i'll tell you i'll really condense that my critique even more is i wish this movie had no dialogue in it at all that like, would have been awesome that, that would have been, been under been the skin flawless 
That would have been. There's no Under need the skin, for the dialogue I in this, this week. Or I Wally. can't tell you. <laughs> yeah, how dude, what a beautiful part, movie that is. Oh, it's one of the best movies ever. Under the skin. Under the skin. Oh, you but love like it. The, Very the, little the, dialogue. The only weakness this movie There's has more to me, dialogue on the radio when it's yeah, on. Yeah. Than, than, than uh, any other than part. The characters talking. But yeah, like this, this movie conveys its emotions so well through its filmmaking and the and the physical performance from the actors that. Uh, the the only thing I think is a minor flaw is I don't need to hear any of these observations being spoken aloud. Like almost nothing is an is is as important as the way the visuals and the edit work. Which and, movie are we talking about? Uh, monsters. Like yeah. monsters would would work flawlessly if I didn't understand the language at all. And I think that's the because much of the stuff is dubbed in later because they had to because of the way they made the movie. And I'm just like. Like, I think there's a couple of steps where they're just like, well, maybe we should say this out loud to make sure the audience gets it. I'm just like, I don't think you need to do this. What I think they that dub this... like the goats and all those chickens But yeah, like, uh, like when they're looking at the wall, for instance, is a beautiful scene. But like they talk about like, you know, like she's talking about, you know, when you're a little kid, when you remember, I'm just like, everybody shut up. This move, this scene speaks for itself. Like, let, well, let, let, let these people he, on top of this wall. He's asking a question about the girl, the little girl that's dead. And she asks him to change the subject. Yeah. Right. But I mean, all these things are visual stories. Like, I know, like, but like the him, way, the way it plays out with the dead girl is like, all as soon as I saw that she was secretly observing this, that completed that loop. I don't need them to talk about it. Like, I just need them to be near each other and know that that was true. But that scene wasn't about that. The scene was, that's, I actually agree with that scene. I like that scene. And here's why, right? So the scene goes as follows. She, he says something about the girl asking a question about her. He's not trying to tell her, I didn't shoot the picture of the girl, right? right. And she knows what happens. And she says, I don't want to talk about it right now because she's getting really sad, right? Yeah, right. And she says, let's talk, let's talk about something funny. And you're like, funny? And mm -hmm. so she tries to have this story that she's telling us, you ever fake laughing when you were a kid? Right. And you saw right. a joke, like practice laughing. It's like practice laughing. Mm -hmm. And so suddenly it's this weird intimate moment that they're having very, very personal at oh, this yeah, no, moment. That, yeah. I don't and have any problem that's with that. Them, that's fine. That's... That was them sort of growing their relationship. I'm, I'm with you on that. Something that's okay. that's, that's, I mean more of the stuff like, oh, America looks different when you see it from the outside. I'm just like, yeah, I got that. I just yeah, yeah, got, that, I got that, that metaphor that, they visually. They could have cut that line out. They could have <laughs> like, cut that line You out. don't need to say that. I'm looking. I'm getting, I'm getting the metaphor. I Although see it. I, do, I do have one problem with it. And I know mm -hmm. this is the weirdest problem to have. And this is not the movie where you should have this problem. If you know the border between America and the United States, that entire border is desert. <laughs> Oh, from sure. Texas right. all the way to yeah, California. It's all, it's all wide open desert. Right? Yeah, it's true. And so yeah. you don't have jungles going up to the border right. <laughs> yeah. of the United States. Right. Right. And but it looks some, better. It looks it's, better. It's, it's visually more interesting. <laughs> I agree with Eric, man. That's, that's the call you got to make. Wish yeah. looks better. There is that's absolutely better. no Mayan pyramid anywhere no. near the American no. border. No, not, <laughs> exactly. Not right outside of it. There's, yeah. there's, uh, there's uh, cactuses and yeah, that's <laughs> and, it. Coyotes, and I don't mean the dogs. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, yeah, exactly. I mean, like, yeah, because you can actually you can shoot that desert. It's very beautiful. You, know, you can shoot that to be beautiful, but it is like it's less of a visual 
storytelling motif for what they're trying to do. Sure. Like they're mm-hmm. like they need the, the they needed that metaphor of being on top yeah. of the doomed yes. civilization trying to get back to the United States. Yeah. That is that's the truth. But yeah, yeah. like uh, yeah, I think that like all that stuff like I mean, uh, yeah, like their 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 relationship dialogue there is is good. But like if you take it if you take it out, it doesn't I don't miss it. I just I know they're present together, which is good. Mm. And if I didn't understand like if you don't have any of the the sort of thematic dialogue spoken out loud, that's better. Right. And you can imagine like if the entire movie was just, even just in, you know, even just in Spanish. And if you happen to speak Spanish, then you understand the movie. And if you don't, you still understand the movie. Then that's sort of a statement in itself. Right. That's, that's a good thing to do. But I mean, I understand, you know, you're making a movie that you're trying to sell to Hollywood and they're not going to go for, Oh, you're silent fucking sci-fi epic. Sure. (laughs) <laughs> You're doing a movie that costs half a million dollars. Yeah. Virtually nothing. Virtually nothing. It's yeah. so cheap. Yeah. It's amazing. The movie is like, I, because I've, 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 we've talked about it so much and I know how cheap it was that when I pressed play on this thing, I was, I was expecting it to look cheaper after all these years. After all, after all these years. years, I was too. It doesn't. It doesn't. It, doesn't. <laughs> like it, it really I was like, nice. oh yeah, I'm going to be it a little, it's like, yeah, it looks like right. a home movie. Nope. Yeah. It, no, looks, it looks, it looks really good. Right. It's yeah. well made. That guy is a, that guy is just a very He's a great great filmmaker. Great filmmaker. He's a from, great filmmaker and honestly the thing that I loved about it uh uh was the fact that he um when I heard him on FX guide he was so nice and humble and like That's great. kind of like isn't it cool? I just kind of figured things out and it was so fun. And That's like, amazing. I was just having a great time. Just like, let's see what right. happens here. You know? Right. And he just, what, there's no pretension to him. There's no, right. uh, and it just was kind of nice to hear oh, this, that. Cause that actually makes that remind me the other, the other person from the same set of filmmakers, uh, which gave me a lot of hope was Shane Carruth who did, uh, uh, primer and upstream color. And, right. uh, and primer is a, masterpiece it's fantastic you know, it's scary incredible time travel story and all this stuff and he also got destroyed by the hollywood system only in a different way because he tried to make these massive weirdo ultra thinky epics uh with hollywood and you know they're not going to do that they're just not going to do that uh and even sadder like he you know he uh you know, like he's he's now been charged with domestic violence things and all sorts of like, but he's lost. He may have lost his mind. Like it's really, it's really well weird. The 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 prime example of someone doing this thing being very successful for that one film and then getting destroyed by it is Blair Witch. Is Blair the that's the ultimate yeah. and saddest example? Yeah. I think it's just like those those folks seem like nice folks. Mm-hmm. They their movie made probably near to a billion dollars and yeah total and they saw nothing now. didn't they they saw probably thirty thousand forty thousand bucks they worked at starbucks yep. yeah it's atrocious yeah like everybody so, involved in that scam should be ashamed of themselves well That's this insane. actually brings this up a little bit for me because i think you know you look at these situations and you see what happened and you know something that we've brought up on this uh this podcast before is that we are uh, we're hoping for the new Hollywood, right? We're hoping for mm-hmm. this situation. We're hoping for the system to break uh, so that we can do it. And maybe the strike is what's going to happen. But, you know, when you think back to this movie specifically and to 
action this movie and movies like it that came out so including you know another earth and uh splinter and all that stuff these are all movies that somehow could have been the easy riders of that time yes. but they weren't they weren't yeah right? right so somehow the studios still found a way to squash that down yes. to yep. control the system yep um and so my Think? I'm wondering, you know, I keep saying like, oh, you know, maybe everywhere, 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 all at once uh, is yeah, going to be. you hope that it's going to be the fucking easy the next rider. Easy like rider. Said, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But we, you know, between Blair Witch and this movie, yeah. I don't know, right? It's, it's hard to say, right? I mean, certainly that's what I advocate for. That's what we all advocate for all the time. And it's like the... Like this, this particular group of filmmakers, it's not, you know, like Shane Carruth is a particularly sad story. You know, I mean, like he became very unstable as a person and I hope that that ends well ultimately, but his career is just totally destroyed by integrate, trying to integrate with Hollywood. Um, Gareth Edwards has come back around, but he had a really rough ride yeah, he did. for a de- for a decade trying to hang on to the Hollywood. You know, and I, and, and I really admire the way that like he was, the way he was, treated by disney over rogue one and yet he hung around like he hung on and Mm -hmm. accepted he's just like cool we're gonna work together with um you know with uh tony gilroy and we're gonna continue making the movie and he was just like yep this is the way the game is played it's all right we're gonna do it and he committed to it like who was the other one solo What's his name? Who first oh, yeah. directed Solo? The, it was actually uh, Lord Miller. We're gonna do. Would no, no, no. Before the, that, it was oh, someone yeah, else. Um, it was uh, uh, what's his name? The guy who did um, uh, John of the Dead. Is it? Oh yeah, yes. that's right. He was gonna. That's right. He was gonna do it too, or he was gonna do like Ant Man or something like that. And they yeah, like, he was gonna do Ant Man. That's what it was. Ant-Man. I'm sorry, Ant Man. Yeah, right. And uh, and with Solo, it was a it was going to be initially it was Lord and Miller. You're right, Lord and Miller. And Lord and Miller, it got through like it shot the bulk of their movie, and then all of it was thrown out and reshot. Yeah, they and were you're just, right. Thank you. Uh, yeah. They were systematically disgusting because they are great filmmakers. They're great filmmakers, and like and I told I talked about this before, but like their original intention, they said, was to make um, uh, a science fiction McCabe and Mrs. Miller. Yeah. And as soon as and as soon as I heard that, I was like. That's exactly what you do with Han Solo. Han Solo should go through yeah, that McCabe, and Mrs. Miller, a McCabe yeah. and Mrs. Miller story. That's how yeah. he turns into fucking Han Solo at the beginning of Star Wars. That makes perfect yeah. sense. Yep. And instead they, I mean, all props to Ron Howard, who I really admire as the most like sturdy studio filmmaker probably of all time. Like he's right. really unbelievable. And I mean that absolutely honestly. I think that Solo is a pretty good action adventure movie it's okay but sure. like when i heard fucking star wars mccabe and mrs miller i was like fuck you disney how can you shut that down it's easy <laughs> because they've got they, a, they, they, they can't they, they can't do that they just don't it's not the the people it's the fans would rebel against that yeah yeah it's just the, you know star wars remember the star trek it. fans when the, the when the jj abrams came oh, out oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah you guys yeah. give me one second yeah, you do do what you got to do, buddy. It's it's really hard to. I mean, yeah, like I shouldn't be so hard on just the studio, and when it's actually a a larger, more complex problem. But still, like I feel bad for filmmakers like Lord Miller and all these guys and Gareth Edwards who are just like that is a bucking bronco to try to deal with, right you now, and trying to and like and to hang on with the grace that Edwards has hung on with is 
really admirable to me, you know, right. like other people have not only been thrown from it, like they've really, you know, like become unstable from having to do that. Uh, sure. I think Edgar Wright is fine. Oh, no, Edgar Wright's fine. But like, but you know, Shane Carroll is definitely not fine. Like he's, he's if no. he ever makes another but film the same, again, Okay. So I hate this. Tim Miller went through the same thing. Sure. Right. Right. So he did right. Deadpool. He walked yep. away from Deadpool too. Smart. Right. But, but Terminator? then he did Terminator. Yeah, because you can't. You, how can you say no to how Terminator? How can you say movie? no to Terminator? Like, that's a fucking. If you have the, if, I, if someone walked up to, us and that's and what like, he said. Is like, how could I say no to Terminator? Exactly. If they if they walked up to some Martini Giant, we want to give you the reins to Terminator. Like it would be very difficult to to go like nah, because you can imagine Terminator being good again, and being like we could do it. And Tim, like, has every right to think that he could do it. Yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> right. Okay, I do want to say something. Uh, I know, I know, our YouTube chat is is uh, fairly uh, behind uh, in terms of temporally, but I, a note that Anthony uh, put on our YouTube chat he says he got the sense that the U.S. created the wall uh, uh, further within Mexican border. Right? Oh, that's, like, yeah, right, right, right. We can say that. Sure, that, sure. that works enough. That works enough. They can do that. I can think of that. Pretty far in that. I was going to say they built, they, uh, America built the wall, but Mexico paid for it. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 It's an, it's an interesting watch these days. I can play that. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that's very true. Uh, but yeah, I think that like the gra- the graduating class of that, of that year does put to the test our martini giant hopefulness of will shit change. Okay. Now that we have the opportunity to change it. Yes, Eric, you're back. What you go, what, back. what happened? Where did you go? Do you go to the bathroom? What's going on? No, I brought... <laughs> How was it? Uh, my um, personal assistant, Mr. Coco, just had an issue opening ah, up some sangria That's bottle. Right. <laughs> and so I just wanted... It's a, I bought it in Singapore, this bottle, and I just wanted to make sure you opened it correctly. Um, but you like that? I just made that up. Here's a question I thought about the other day, and I want to just bring it up for you guys right now. We have so many. I was thinking about this with Under the Skin, which I love the director. I love the oh, fact that you saw that and you just can't stop thinking about it. It's, it's great. One of, well, it's one of the best it's fucking movies ever. It's a fucking masterpiece. It's just and incredible. The Sexy Beast is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Yeah. And he's a genius. And the other one he did with Nicole Kidman is. Birth. Be- oh. Yeah. Beautiful. He's movie. just, it goes under. It just Your gets skin? you. So under, he, under the Skin, even by his own standards, is outrageously good. It's so good. Yeah. That's a film I wish I could make. And mm-hmm. so here's my thing. There are so many brilliant, you know, mediums in which young people coming up who want to express a voice mm-hmm. now. Not 1965, you're Marty Scorsese in New York City. Mm-hmm. But there's so many different mediums now. Are these great young minds saying, ah, I'm just going to go and work in the studio system, go west. Or they're saying, you know, I could use my mind somewhere else and have a voice. I, well, I think that the latter is happening. I think that the that younger generations are not interested in movies. Maybe not even at all. <laughs> like, I, I get the sense they that... They definitely like, that is, do not is, have an interest in movies the way we have an interest in movies. Right. Like, they well, don't see it on. as a useful... And I guess my point is, so. there was a way... There are filmmakers in the 70s we all love... Where they were like, here's our voice, and this is how I'm going to say it, and this is how I feel. I'm going to make clute. I'm going to make this. Yes. And, and 
that person who is a journalist, filmmaker, artist, maybe they're picking another medium to say, yes. I find this injustice. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's true. And I think that medium is video games. That's why huh. I think that, that, that the mediums are TikTok and video games. That is where you see yeah, the but new, TikTok the new stuff. naturally leads to filmmaking, working in the that's, studio system. That's what I would have thought, but I think TikTok leads to the growth of TikTok. Like TikTok is now like there's journalism on TikTok. There's extraordinarily creative, bizarre stuff happening on TikTok. But like that's the just, creative cut. Like that's the creative cutting edge. You can think about TikTok, but but just think of the evolution that YouTube went through. Oh, absolutely. Right. And, and YouTube and, needs and think to go about through where, another where, evolution. Where, uh, where, where TikTok could go through that evolution as well. Now, TikTok yeah. is more popular than YouTube. Yeah. But it's going to go th – if it goes through the same kind of evolution that YouTube – like the production value on YouTube now is pretty freaking high. It's – well, it, the, YouTube is our – has become our standard more than uh, than uh, network TV. Yes. Right? And so – We say is, as we're on YouTube. As we're on YouTube, like it is, it is, the, it is, it is, it, YouTube has become tele, television, not, not just streaming. I mean, the, the old model television in terms of like, this is where you get your news. This is where, you know, like that's like, this is, it's high production value, fast turnout stuff. Then like, it's become very, very respectable, even for older generations to watch YouTube pretty much all day long. Cause there's quality content that's supported. I right. do believe that YouTube itself has yet to go through the HBO revolution uh, that hit us in the uh, 2000s. Um, where it, because remember, television used to be absolutely fucking terrible. Yeah, because of the, because of the last strike. Yeah. Last strike and, created right. reality TV. Right, right. And, uh, and HBO became the flagship of like, what if television was like watching a movie? And it was sort of shocking, the Sopranos and Deadwood and everything else that came up out of that. And, uh, and it was a massive new wave of incredibly high quality storytelling. And I think that that will probably be happening instead of on Netflix, it'll be happening on YouTube with creators that have control over stuff. Um, so that is control. changing this interesting. So there is going to be a shift because a lot of people, the problem with YouTube and TikTok, is that people try to gain the algorithm to get yeah. their stuff viewed higher, right? Yeah. So they have all kinds of things to do, right? And mm -hmm. they don't know what the algorithm is. Some people have figured it out. Mr. Beast has figured it out, mm -hmm. right? But we haven't, clearly. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> nope. It's mystical. Right? So apparently YouTube is going to add a AI to help you gain the algorithm. But if everyone gains the algorithm, two things are going to happen. Not every you can't everyone. It's not Everyone's, like saying yeah. not everyone can be the top two percent, right? right? That's the exactly. point of the top one hundred percent of us are the top two percent, right? You can't do that. <laughs> that's one thing. And then the second thing in is everyone's going to end up looking the same. Yep. Right. Yep. Mm -hmm. What do you mean everybody's going to look the same? Because well, if you're telling everyone how to gain the algorithm, then everyone's going to do that. Then everyone's going to do the same thing. To do the same things. Yeah. It's like telling everyone to buy the same lottery ticket. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everyone buys the same stock. You know, this kind of, it's just like, right. You know, like the, you know, it doesn't, it, like, the, it, like, it becomes lost in its own success. Yeah, the universality right. of it means that it is a success, but no individual winners spike. That's right. true. Yeah. Um, but like, it is the, I think that 
real realistically it still comes down to you have to be good at what you do like sure. you have to offer something new and i think it will it will give a chance i think that like i actually th- I, I tell you what is more important you got to do what you love you got to do, do what, what you love, love. exactly right. exactly yes exactly so, uh, well, it so. doesn't matter and yeah do yes. what you love do what you love because and then nothing don't sells like the fact that you love to do something that right. is what sells over anything and but the, i'm not trying to sell love either Right. I'm but not Chris, even trying to sell right. anything. So for you, you love collecting old porcelain dolls, Chris. Right. Sure. So, I do. so that's what you love. Is, right. Yeah. Right. That's it. Do what you love. But you know, like it is because what like when you do something that you love, you are number one more committed to it. Right. You are going to be less uh, affected by outside judgment because you're going to represent what you want to do. So it's going to be naturally more interesting. Right. And the uh, the expression of that enthusiasm is what is the confidence that people watch people for. Mm. Like it doesn't matter what the fuck people are talking about. If they're talking about it in an engaging way, that's going to sell better. Right. Like, and, then, and that's that's why like the love factor is like if you fucking love it, you are going to be less self-conscious. You're going to be more um, engaging and that's what's going to work. And, sure. and, mm. and that's what's infe- uh, infectious about it. But I think that like the what what will happen with the algorithm, everyone has the has the algorithm is what is also what happened to streaming. Like streaming is the expansion of the uh, is the is the algorithmization of the HBO success. Like where streaming took the to instead of having everything is shitty, which is old network, right? HBO comes up and goes, "What if everything is really high quality?" And then Netflix says, "What if everything is of the same production value?" It's still shitty, but now it's way more watchable, hmm. you know? And so now, because, like, Love is Blind, which is an absolute shitbox of a show that no really? one should be watching. I watched all of that first season. Why? Because it's so fucking engaging. It's so well made and it pulls you along so successfully. It's trash. It's absolute trash. It's a waste of your life. But it's incredibly well made. And that's true for Virtual Duck Dynasty. Why would anyone watch Duck Dynasty, except that it pulls you along. It's brilliantly edited, brilliantly made stuff in garbage. And so the, the level of mediocrity across the entire board goes up and makes everything much more palatable. It's like a microwave dinners became a little bit better. <laughs> you know? right, I want to catch up on a couple of our chat notes. Uh, mm-hmm. Dave 2D says that Darren Aronofsky is probably the exception of a breakthrough filmmaker doing right. weird teeny films, uh, from, but from within the system, which is also true. Yeah, he's managed his brand very, very well. He manages to make that work, and yeah. they be, and they trust him. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. and honestly, Eastwood is another. He's not necessarily an independent guy, but Eastwood, he's like, I need this much money. I'll be back in six months or whatever. Yeah, no, it's good because like because Eastwood is an absolutely studio guy, but he rides on his brand. Like he's yeah. built the Clint Eastwood brand. Trust he, me, dedicated audience. That's it. Yeah, that's all you need. It's good. Uh, Anthony, uh, on our YouTube chat says, uh, can't wait for TV shows to have plots that make sense again. I say this after watching, uh, uh, Ahsoka, Ahsoka? Yeah. <clears throat> being stunned by the lack of logic within the plot. I, I really, Anthony, I tried so hard to watch Ahsoka. I really did. I was just Which like, one? maybe some people That's love the, that show. They think the it's the star greatest Wars. thing in star Wars. And I just don't. I, I it's it, it, it has you a can't get me to watch anything Star Wars. It's just I, the only thing there'll be a shit in the world. Sorry. The, well, ninety percent of it is terrible. The uh I like I loved Andor. Loved it. Think of Andor is a absolutely is absolutely terrific TV that is also happens to be Star Wars. Um but everything else that Star Wars is so lost in its own self 
reflection that it's impenetrable to me now. Yeah. Like, I don't know what to make of Ahsoka at all. It's just like, I don't, this is like, I mean, Ahsoka had this, like, in the first episode, it had this sequence, which was like, uh, the evil Darth Vader-like bad guy shows up and force kills everybody, wielding a lightsaber and choking everybody. I'm just like, okay, so this is directly out of Rogue One. Like, so it is the ending of Rogue One. Here's the problem, <laughs> and I, Anthony, and, and, and the, the thing is, this is specifically for fans. Yeah. It's right? Fan, yeah. So for, for, for a Star Wars fan. So the reason the plot doesn't make sense is because they assume everyone or no, the, the, the big right. fans are going to watch this and go, oh, I know this because I love the Clone Wars and the blah, 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 blah. Right? Right. And because I've seen memes about it where people are like, hey, Clone Wars. And they were like, what? It's, you know? And I was like, oh, your kids are going to love it. You know? And that was, that was the joke about it. I was like, well, it's a it's a combination of total impenetrable lore and it's fan abs- service and absolute repetition service. of imagery. Because it's so about like, just pure revenue. Like it's all fan it, service. It's it, it is like it, it's become. I can't even criticize it anymore because it's become it's become its own motif of taking not only imagery from the first two movies and repackaging it over and over again, but taking imagery from it, its own episodes and repackaging it. And showing it to you again. And I'm just like, this is becoming surreal. Like, I mean, just like, there's, there's something, there's like, it becomes a so completely repetitively unri- unoriginal all the time that I think maybe fans just enter a weird, like, zen state. Maybe yeah. that's the addiction. Jay, but I just Jason is saying member, and I'm assuming he's talking about the South Park member berries. Mem- 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 remember this? Remember <laughs> this? Yeah. Remember Six Million Dollar Man? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there's a uh, here. Hang on. Uh, there's a short film that I will put up right now. In right. The, we're gonna uh, while you do that, we're gonna yes. wrap up this movie real quick. They end Go up ahead. crossing over the border. The border is unguarded. They can't find anyone. Right. They end up inside the United States, but there's no one there. It's kind of abandoned and desolate and destroyed. They are actually right. walking around. Galveston, if you look at the film credits, mm-hmm. uh, and I remember the two actors are from Texas. Mm-hmm. So, and it's very appropriately the way it looks. Now, I forgot where it was in Galveston, but they are walking around an area in Galveston that was destroyed by a hurricane. So that's yeah. why it looks the way it does, which is perfectly opportunistic about. Well, and it's also yeah, it's yeah, sort it of a self commentary on the character that Scoot McNary is playing. You know, it's just right. like how can you just film this stuff and then exploit it the way you do? And that's also kind of what the movie is doing. You know. Exploiting it, yeah. <laughs> so, like, it's a very self-aware maneuver. I think that's very, very good of him. Right, 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 right. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, runs into a crazy lady, which is, of course, you know, kind of. It's, it's so easy to do. You just a crazy lady talking to herself. You start yelling at the camera. It just mm-hmm. makes you feel awkward. So cheap, so easy. Yep, that's it. It's beautiful. Then you have the convenient. You had the the gas station in the middle of Texas, and that's exactly what a gas station looks like on a highway uh, in Texas, and uh, very similar to the gas station in Splinter. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I noted. Yeah. I thought about that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and it's funny because I remember Toby telling me about the gas station there. They it was a gas station they were going to destroy. They're going to tear down. And it's like, can we keep it for? Let's X amount of time yeah. and blow it up. <laughs> so good. And because they shot it in Alabama, they said, of course you can blow it up. 
Why not? As long as I can be there. (laughs) Why not? Yeah. We'll even even pull the the trigger on it. Okay. um, So uh, where were we? we? Okay. So they go to the gas station. They're having a little bit of a moment, of intimate moment while they're at the gas station. Uh, They decide to get on the phone with each other uh, to to each of their, their lives outside of each other. Right? One story we forgot to say. What to buy the ticket to leave to the ten thousand dollar ticket to go through this infected land? She hawked, she hacked her her wedding ring because she's right. engaged, or her engagement ring because she's engaged. Her plot line is she's falling in love with Scoot McNeary, and it's her feelings for her fiance are falling apart. Are falling so, apart because uh, also you can also tell from the beginning of the story that this is kind of an arranged marriage through her father. Like you have right. to talk to him, yeah, and he does. She doesn't care about him. She right. doesn't want to be with him. She's probably a rich girl who is, you know, told to be engaged to the guy at the country club, similar to uh, um, uh, the Last Picture Show. <laughs> yes, right. A little bit of that in there. I see we get to tie all these movies together. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so she gets on the phone with her boyfriend or with her fiance. She does say "I love you" at the end, but you can tell that she doesn't mean it. She's just saying it to say it, mm-hmm. right? And he's on the phone outside trying to talk to his son for his birthday. For his birthday, and he's being very sweet about that. He feels terrible about it, so he lays down on the medium of the isle uh, on the on the island where the gas pumps are. Mm-hmm. She's looking at him, and then they notice that the aliens are showing up. Yeah. And then Such what happens, good. Eric? <laughs> so they're inside. It's a that's a, it was a great scene. Basically, she's inside, and the aliens' tentacles come in and kind of reach for a TV. And I love a little bit color. like Splinter, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. but it came yeah. after Splinter. Yeah, I know this one's not. They're <clears throat> they're just kind of meandering. Wait a minute, around. what came first? That's oh my god! I know when did Splinter come out? We should look that up. I'll look it up while you keep telling the story. Go ahead. So basically, they have tickets for the Super Bowl. And they're like, we got to go. And they have 50-yard line tickets. It's a big game. Dan, mm-hmm. right? Am I Absolutely. right? Absolutely. No, no, I'm in the football. So it reaches out. It, it, she's in it in the convenience store. And the tentacles come in. And it's just touching the TV. And it changes colors to the TV. And it's really clever. And outside, Scoot is outside. But she kind of in the shadows by the filling pump. And these two alien creatures kind of end up merging or talking to each other or connecting like octopus connect mm-hmm. and with their tentacles. And it was really touching. Yeah. And then they just go and walk away. They're mating. They're mating. Yeah, and they're yeah, yeah. Ch- it's like, it's hard to tell what is happening, but What's there's some sort on? of like, because there was no wine. It wasn't a dinner. So right. you don't know if they're mating or but if they, they just but met. Maybe they're friends. Th- th- then they kind say. of hint at this, the gorillas. They say they come up here, they come out of the water, they come up here, they lay mm-hmm. out their spores, and they go. So that's what they're doing, yeah. right? Right. And it, and like it, it, like this scene could have been played very cheesily. Like, just like, oh, they're in love or something like this. But it remains spooky and threatening on on the basic level, it's sure. just like now you see them as, as beings rather than as monsters. Right. Like there's like, they're not here because they're evil and want to destroy the world. Like they're, they're having an experience of their own. Right. Uh, but you're still scared. Oh yeah. Of, for sure. of them. And it's amazing 
that silence of her, it's perfect. Yeah, this this is where the movie like like holds its tongue perfectly. Right. Like that's like that, that what like there may be in other scenes where I'm like, oh, there's too much talking, but this scene is like they knew exactly what not to say because it works perfectly. Right. So what do they do after that? And, they end uh, up kissing. After they leave, they're both standing in the parking lot watching this encounter. Right. And then they connect. And all of a sudden from behind, by the way, this guy's great at depth of field. Mm-hmm. Just kind of merging those with the effects. And then all of a sudden they embrace, they kiss. Oh, right. Because they, th- before any of this happens, just, just to make sure we caught up on it. Before any of this happened, they called the border patrol saying, we're at this gas station. Can you press right. us up? And they're like, they're yeah, just well, there waiting for it. We're sending the army. <laughs> they kiss, right? So go back to what you're saying. And there. then the trucks arrive. The army they, does. The army does. And then they end up going two different directions, which is a great shot. Yep. And then it ends. Yep. And like, you hear them as, singing. The as the trucks arrive, you hear the guy going, bop, bop, And you're like, oh, this is the beginning. That's a great little clue. Right. Yeah. And he, Here's the like. Here's the moment where Gareth Edwards has the most taste as a filmmaker, and I'm really impressed by him because he doesn't go into the opening of the movie. He doesn't roll into the opening of the movie. He lets the fact that they are pulled apart speak for itself mm-hmm. and cuts. Like you do not need to go into an action scene after that scene. No. And uh, so and it, I feel like he's the one that died and she lived because they took two separate cars. Yeah. Because I forgot which one, one got into that car, though. Yeah. But he's the one that has the life experience and she's the rich girl who needs to learn. And right. she just right. learned from him. Right. The teacher. Right. And he dies. Yeah. That's not like. Does he that, have the life experience? Yeah. I mean, they both. <laughs> well, have he certainly has more sure. life experience than her. He knows how yeah. to survive in such dangerous situations like they but they both have choices like the thing is that like i think what really speaks to me in what you're saying right is is that like they both have life choices uh to overcome during the movie right like one with he needs to connect with his son right and her she needs to make a decision about this marriage right um he in that final scene does connect with his son so my suspicion is he's dead Right. That's like, right. He right. accomplished. Can I just his say mission. that? No, well, you no, did. Like, no, I mean, I did. I'm not, instead, instead of saying like he te- he teaches her something, which is also they teach well, you no, each other things. She has from, something to learn. And, yes, like and she, she has to continue right. on. So he's already filled his cycle. He has closed his and yes, exactly by That's her him grabbing her hand, kissing her. It's like go off and you have to live your life in a way. Yeah. That's they, why they, I feel they like they he both died. have things to learn in the movie, but he completes his lesson. She has yet to complete it. And she will. He can have the tragic ending. Yes. Right. 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 Structurally, did you guys ever see the whale? Did you guys ever see the whale? Yes. Did you see the whale? No. You saw it, Eric, right? Oh yeah. So that was the biggest problem I had with the whale, (laughs) because he completes his arc, Mm -hmm. which is all he ever wanted, and why he's slowly committing suicide, Mm -hmm. and he commits suicide, basically right as his daughter finally accepts him and it's just you selfish bastard <laughs> fuckhead <laughs> what an asshole yeah so yeah. everyone is like oh. no I, I i i'm thinking of that 
whale rider. Sorry. No. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's seen it. Yeah. Speaking of Aronofsky. <laughs> he yeah, just think... did that movie for the, uh, for the, for the big dome in Vegas. Oh, oh really? Did? Interesting. Oh yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. And he, you know, my, well, anyway, um, yeah, yeah, we do know. But yeah, he's, he just did the, he made a movie for that dome. Yeah. That must be uh, a great experience. I saw one photo of the inside of the U2 show. Oh, it's crazy, dude. It was nuts. Yeah. That's a beautiful way to create art. I mean, yeah. that's so cool. I've heard that dome is really good. You know, the only problem is that it's surrounded by Las Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> it's always a problem. I, if it was it's surrounded by desert, I would be cool yeah. with it, but it's yeah, surrounded but by Las Vegas. Yeah, but that's going to change Vegas to more of an arty kind of half burning man, half gambling. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, we already got Meow Wolf there. So that's, that's right. I love Meow Wolf. That was so much fun. That's mm -hmm. the, like we went to Meow Wolf in Vegas and we didn't do any other part of Vegas where it was like, oh, yeah, it's fun. There's the, there's the, uh, uh, the, the, the light or the, the, the neon museum or whatever. That's also there. It's mm -hmm. pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, uh, Dave 3D and I, uh, both know, uh, people that worked on that dome. Quite a complex achievement. Oh, yeah. in Burbank. Well, that's the test dome. Yeah, no, the one. So in they, the one in Burbank no. is the test one, and the live. Well, one I understand is, that, but yeah. it's the same company. Yeah. Yes, it is. Which so is when he says, Madison "I Square have Garden. friends that worked on that." Yeah, they were they were working on the on the on the Vegas dome experience, right. okay. which is which is Madison Square Garden, by the way. Yeah. MSG Enterprises, to be specific. Enterprises. It's not mm -hmm. actually at Madison Square Gardens or Madison Cube Gardens, as they call it in it's Futurama. The Madison Square Garden. <laughs> nice. It's the garden. The garden. But yeah, yes, this movie so, so very, yeah, very good. Very very good. Like I do I do love how he just lets it be, and the fact that you know if. You, it's the thing, right? It's a, Tim Miller told me the same thing with Deadpool. It's like, I could never have done what I did if I didn't keep the budget low so they stay out of my fucking face. You yeah, know what I mean? That's the thing, dude. <laughs> that's the thing. So once the money is there, people come to mess it up. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly happens. You, you know what uh, Daniel Buck used to call that when we were working on a movie and like things are going sideways? Mm -hmm. And then suddenly he says, suddenly the people with the expensive shoes start showing up at the screen room. <laughs> That's a perfect. That's a I perfect worked on a couple of right films there. like that. The big one was Whoa. Sky Captain. Yeah, and the, the expensive shoes would show up. Months the the Bond company shoes came. The Bond yeah. company came oh, and boy. destroyed it. They just yeah. came in on it was a Wednesday, Black Wednesday, and they all showed up and and you know you were intimidated. And then by Thursday, when one of the persons involved with the Bond company, the most serious looking person that didn't smile when you walked by in the office, that kind of guy. Gets on the phone and it's the intercom. He's like, Dave, the password for the online password to get in is 57443 capital WA. And we're all like, okay, thank you. And he looks out of this room. He's like, was I on speaker? We're like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is the guy in charge? <laughs> Jesus. He's like, yeah. okay, uh, we're going to have to change that password. Uh, come to my office. Yep. I've changed the password to a Apple. <laughs> <laughs> but we were so intimidated. And by that Thursday, we're like, oh, these guys are morons. But yeah. we were behind schedule. We were, uh, our budget was, we were, um, um, we were shooting over schedule. And so they're like, oh, we got to find a way to take it over. And they okay. did. We got to fuck this up and lose all the money. Well, you remember, <laughs> I, I remember when, well, you were on iRobot too. Yeah, Eric. 
uh, when we were in iRobot, we were so far behind the shot count where like every day they would say, this is how many shots we have to put out a day to, uh, to finish. Right. And they'd be like, suddenly you'd be like, we have to, we have to final three shots a day to finish. We have to final 17 shots a day to finish. We have to final 35 shots a day. To finish. And it's just got worse and worse and worse. And because we were just so, fr- but by the end, we were just on fire. Because it just everything was just kind of happening, you know. Yep. You right. just have to trust the system, and it'll it'll work. Doesn't always work, but it works sometimes. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. We are going to talk. We're gonna. I'm going to switch over our background uh, to another Earth. I was going to call it After Earth, and then I was going to call it Earth Two, and I keep forgetting it's called Another Another Earth. Earth. Another Earth. Yes. And we go through that one, which is another very, very indie. And by the way, uh, what was the question, Eric? You asked me when Splinter came out. Splinter came out in 2008, so it was older than all of these. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So he took that from Splinter. Yep. I think well, there might have been some influence on Splinter. Cross-pollination. Oh, my God. I think so. Yeah. yeah I because it's it was too just similar, like right? Yeah. yeah. It looks very similar. Yep. And that's why when I saw it again, I was like, oh, Splinter must have ripped this off. It's the actual other way around. Yeah. Other way around. I'd rip that off. I would rip that off because it's so so logical to rip that off. Yep. Gas yep. station, great lighting in a gas station. Yep. Slushy, so easy it's all free. Just, it looks beautiful. It's all free. Yeah. You got yeah, aliens. Yeah. You got a slushy machine. Yeah. Yep. You, you got these weird lights outside yep. and inside. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally works. Totally works. Okay. I get, I need to step away for a second and let you guys talk. Uh, and I'll be back. Uh, and then we'll start going on terms of. Uh, another Earth. So well, you guys can keep talking. All right. Well, okay. Here's my pitch, uh, Eric, to you to convince you on uh, the one good thing that Star Wars has right now. Uh, what is that? End credits? End credits. They have great end credits. They have they're the show Andor, right? I uh, which I loved the first time I watched it. I watched it again, but this time. I uh, and I do this. Steven Soderbergh does this. We talked about it before. Like you go into uh, the color controls in your TV and you dial the saturation all the way down to black and black, white. Black, right? yeah. Right. Turn up the contrast a little tiny bit. I recommend everybody do this with Andor, and Andor will literally be twice as good. Like it's already good, but once you turn that into a black and white film and separated it slightly from the Star Wars vibe and more into the, um, because it pulls heavily from things like uh, uh, Battle of Algiers. Yes. Like it puts you in a different mindset and you start watching this as um, a different with a different set of expectations and it's mind blowingly good. Like mm-hmm. it gets rid of the last bad Star Wars Star Wars baggage and it's it reveals itself as phenomenal. Who are you talking I, about? I'm sorry, I'm I, missing I, I I watched all of Andor again, only I watched it all in black and white by turning down the saturation and upping the contrast on my TV. You do this all the time. This is this is how you save movies. Andor and, sounds like a rom com from the nineties. <laughs> yeah, like, Andor, Andor. <laughs> but like in this case, like I already liked. I already thought Andor was excellent. Like it's not like I'm trying to like. It's like with Dune. Dune's kind of, the original Dune is kind of a mess, but in black and white, it sort of buffs over some problems. Like this one is already a, a great show to start with. But once you, if you watch it in black and white, it starts looking like a bunch of people commented on this when I put it before. It looks like science fiction Schindler's List. And you take it in an entirely different frame of mind instead of thinking of all the leftover crappy Star Wars baggage from everything that they've done recently. 
and you can see crystal clear how great the show is. It becomes so much itself. It absolutely takes off. You know what's Go great ahead. in black and white? Alien. The original Alien. I bet that's great. Yeah. I, did I do, no, really I did do that. Good. Yeah, yeah, years ago. It is. It is. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's, it's beautiful. really good. And it just yeah, brings it to a noir sense that is yeah. just... Yeah. Oh, good wow. high contrast lighting, fantastic. There should yeah. be a mode. There should be a mode on your that, TV man. that just black and uh, white. It's a Thrawn oh, mode. The Thrawn mode. It's the Soderbergh <laughs> mode. I have to credit him. He did Bridge of the Lost Ark in black and white and started the whole thing. But yeah, it's like okay. it, it pops you into, especially with something like Alien, you've seen it a thousand times. It puts you in a different mindset to experience the movie freshly again. And so it may not be better, but it'll all come back to you as like, oh, this. Well, like a long time ago, this blew my mind, and it gets to blow your mind again. Andor right. is incredible. Great, great, great show. Nice. Okay. Uh, so, what was your motivation to see this movie? Uh, I had not seen this since it came out. And, and this is 2010 or 11? Around the same yeah, time, right? around the same time. And I remember being really sort of... Uh, like it, like I remember thinking of it as a very cutting edge, uh, kind of movie of of the science fiction type, uh, because it's 11. almost this came out in eleven, right? Because it's almost more of like a how can I say it? Like it has a hard science fiction feeling to it, but it's clearly a fantasy. Like it's uh, it's an absolutely um, uh, what's the word? Like the met, it's a metaphor made literal, uh, and it's basically a very, very indie drama, which takes one aspect and manifests manifests it as physical reality. It uses the sci-fi to uh, try to solve a wish. Yes, right. right. Like a regret, right? So this this, this movie yeah. is about regret. Yes, yes, absolutely true. Absolutely. So it's like it's more almost more of a magical realist movie than it is anything else. Um and and I remember being pretty blown away by it a long time ago. And uh and re rewatching it, I was like, this is the, the production is way shakier than I remembered it, but I still stick by the intent of the filmmaking, and I think that it's got a lot of great material to it. It's not quite as like with monsters, I was like, this is better than I remember. This was like this is a little bit more, uh, this is way more indie than I remember it being. Uh, yeah. like it's I've very, never seen very, this. Have you seen it, yeah, Eric? It's very low. No. Uh, the, yeah, but, you liked it. I, I, I was pleasantly surprised. I thought it was a really well-made movie and it kind of, well, we'll get into this. I have this whole thing. I, yeah, we'll, we'll, talk we'll get into we'll get into it. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. I I think that there's tomorrow or tonight. no no. We'll do it right now. Let's let's start. In fact, let's get into this. It, to finish you know, up, I hold just on. Let me, let me let me okay. let me hit record. Yeah. Let me hit record. Yeah. Sorry, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just to finish up to say like what what well, like this movie does things just like monsters did things production value wise that no one was doing. This did things dramatically that nobody does in sci-fi. Or at least rarely, rarely attempts in sci-fi. So, so I, I think that it's afforded by the low budget. It is it's definitely very. What is the budget on this film? Look it up for a it's second. Thirty but, cents. Uh, yeah, it's got to be pretty cheap. It's really it's cheap. Pretty cheap. Yeah. yeah. Sub million. Uh, if that. Yeah. Let's see. That is a hundred thousand. Yeah. That's about right. It feels like a hundred thousand. It yeah. feels 
verging on student filmy at times. Yes. You know? You know, so you can't, you can't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put the hopes too high in terms of like, don't watch monsters and then this, like it's a, right. it's a production value step down. It is along the lines of primer where yeah. the conversation reveals the sci-fi as opposed to this image revealing yes. the sci-fi. And you have this feeling that it's going to be, well, I'll just go in the context of the movie the whole time they discover a second earth. That is there, like a twin Earth, and they're trying to understand it as you go. And you have this feeling that someone's going to go there, but it never actually happens. It's like it's it's almost as if you know when you I, I mentioned this before. You know when you have a dream that you're going to go on a trip, yeah, and you never or, or you're going to go trip. somewhere, right. and the whole time is you preparing to do it and not actually right. being there, right? And that's what this movie was. It's like. Second Earth, okay, what uh, uh, are we going to go? Uh, 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 and it never actually happens, right? Right. And so that's uh, that's kind of the, the story, that the underlying story. But now there's a much bigger story underneath that that you don't realize is the bigger story because you think the story is all about this Second Earth. Right. But it's about something else that happens. Right. Yeah. And um, so the uh, – yeah, like the the weight of – uh, for hard sci-fi people that like want this to make scientific sense – you're going to be disappointed. You're going to be disappointed. This has no science in it whatsoever. Like None. Like, and I am – Doesn't work. And, and honestly speaking, I this is the issue I had a little bit with this movie is that Monsters has the same problem. But Monsters is a way better film in my mind, unfortunately, mm-hmm. that I – you forgive those things all the time if the story and characters work. Right. Yes. Yeah. And this is not like this is not well made enough to fully overcome those problems. I think that's exactly what. It. Yeah, I 100 yeah. percent agree, and that's sort of what I, what I was trying to get to. And then the other thing is, um, not monster. Um, like my other example is Schitt's Creek has got so many plot problems. If you really get into it, if you think about it, but the it. character building is <laughs> so cares? rich that you don't even give a yeah, shit. You don't care. It doesn't make that you're not there for the fucking plot to make sense. Right. Like how right. do they get all those clothes right. when they right. supposed yeah. to be, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. But, but yeah, this, you, this, you, yeah, this, yeah, this thing has, is a very, is, is really attempting something very delicate and very thoughtful and deep. Um, and most of it works. Sure. Like I think it, it falls on it falls on the side of like the intention is so solid. Britt Marling is so good. Um, and she is that, pretty good. Yeah, like it's like she carries she carries that movie for me. I think she's very very good in the movie. And like, yeah, he is very much like a theater actor. Yeah, in a film. Do you know who yeah, he is? Who the guy? No, the main actor is uh, Tom Cruise's cousin. No. no, oh my god, wow, now that you say it, I can imagine it. Yeah. That's bizarre. That's bizarre. That's wow. that's fantastically strange. So I was interesting, I was looking into it, I was like I was looking, I was like, he's been in a ton of TV weird things, right? Right. He was on like the biggest thing he's done besides this was like he was on eleven episodes of Lost. Okay. Right. Imagine if Ron Howard's brother was in it as well. But <laughs> like way but then I looked at him and he <laughs> and I looked at him, he played yeah. these these like the hotel clerk in Minority Report, you know, like Tom Cruise films, okay. right? <laughs> right? And I was like, oh. <laughs> That's funny. Hey, man, but he's a good actor. Cruise. He's a really good actor, actually. Yeah. In yeah. this, I mean, yeah. considering, right? Yeah, I think I think that he's a very good. Like, is that he's? I I think he's in. in I looked it up. He's like in the bedroom, maybe. Um, it was on the list. 
I haven't seen in the bedroom is a really good movie, but I haven't seen it in a long, long time. Um, but yeah, like this guy's a good actor. He's just a different. I think that he and Britt Marling are not. It's like the same problem I have with the other movie with monsters. I'm just like the casting doesn't work for me here. It's not that the, either of these people are bad. It's just that the the chemistry isn't adding up in my brain. You know, this isn't this isn't. Oh, him and her. Yeah, right. I'm well, just like, it's no, not. It it's not supposed to, right? Yeah, yeah she's too, forcing that to happen. Yeah, to, for for her guilt, for her own satisfaction, which we'll get right. to. Why? Like right. it's right. it's a it, guilt like, thing, and it it's needs, a, it it's, needs a little bit. Uh, for me, it needed a little bit more viability from that relationship, developing relationship, to get on board with where the plot goes. Where I was just yeah, like, uh, uh, Anthony says he looks way too old for her, and yes, yes that's the which point. Is a, which is all right. That's that's, that's kind point. of the, that's kind of the point okay. as well. Uh, it, now, like, Anthony, have you seen the movie? Have you seen it? I don't know if you've seen it. Let us know if you've seen it or not. Like, <laughs> I don't think many thing, people have seen this movie. Yeah. I'm like, put it. The thing is that he could be played by – it would actually be helped – if you were played by a yet older actor, even so, older, yeah, like an even like a really definitively older actor, because then you'd or be she like, she looked younger, or she looked much younger, yeah, because right. like you want to feel that difference and you want to understand, like there's got to be some charm about the guy that makes it viable, but there still needs to be the distance that makes it weird, right? And this right. kind of does half of both, half of it both. does half of both, yeah, and it's yeah. just not he's not right for the role. And so, like, a, like that's part of the thing that gets a little, a little janky about it. And, uh, uh, but that that said, like, I I give this movie a huge points for what it's attempting. Yeah. And I wish more complex movies. Film. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very complex movie. They're really pulling off. You know, eighty percent of what they're doing is landing, and uh, and nobody does this stuff in right. sci-fi. You know, it's very it no, they very don't. Hard. And that was the thing. It's like, it's almost like um, you're doing something. That is totally against what everybody's eyes and how people go to the theater to experience it because it's almost like it's a stupid metaphor analogy, but like it's almost like vegan food as compared to McDonald's. You're trying mm. to persuade people who go to McDonald's to try vegan food, <laughs> right. but the point is <laughs> right, there right. is such a difference, but there's right. still a reward to it. Yeah. And the fact that you do something like this, and if it looks crappy at times, it's fine because you yeah. want to. Uh, it's so against the big business. Yeah, it's really it's trying something. It's really trying something. That you're like, yeah, yeah. I, I roll with it. It's ex it's exciting to see filmmaking like this, even if it's a little That's, flawed. But yeah, unfortunately, because the pendulum has gone so much to the way of this Marvel shit, yeah. it needs to go and just be crappy, but made yeah. and have some themes that you dig and yeah. performances. It needs to go there in order to get back to the middle. Right. I, I, I think that you know, I was thinking about it a lot because I've been, you know, I QC all of our podcasts and I've been re-listening to the one we've done with um, uh, 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 Donnie Darko and Enemy, mm -hmm. uh, which, by the way, it's completely salvageable. Remember, we were worried about oh, that. Oh, yeah, good, 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 yes. Yeah, good. Uh, which is good. Yeah, but uh, you have to edit something out. Uh, yes, that that was the, I edited that. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Follow your point. Where are you going? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, it's all right. uh, the uh, issue uh, w w like that I had is that enemy doesn't explain everything. Now we have to explain everything because we're worried that people misinterpret things. Yeah. Because we don't trust the fucking audience to be smart. Now no. we have reason not to trust the audience because <laughs> the, the audience cancels stuff all the time because they misinterpret things. 
because they, because yes. So we because have they to explain they don't it specifically. Trust. Right. It's just like you know how we have to tell people you know on the on the on the instructions on the Tide Pods not to eat Tide Pods. Yes. Like we do this because if we don't do that, we could get sued or canceled. Right. 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 So now we have to explain the movie to you to make sure you don't sue us because you're going to say we're racist or we're anti-trans or whatever the hell you want to right, interpret right. this as. Right. Right. So because, yeah, because like the the issue. Am I is, right though? Well, the thing is because what the issue isn't people being dumb on either side; it's people not trusting other people um, to be good-hearted, meaning like well-meaning people, and so uh, like people watch a movie and read it to mean like uh, what was that what was the film that i just was looking at one second it'll come back to me oh yeah so like i and i will stand by this movie i think american uh, beauty is an excellent movie yes and uh and it remains an excellent movie i just saw it again i was like this is a yes so did i actually like i love i i love the idea of playing like treating american life as a tragic sitcom is a very poignant sad thing to do and it's a very smart movie about this that I just read Rolling Stones article about just like, can you believe that we give this movie best picture and we like this movie when the whole point is whether Kevin Spacey's going to sleep with what the with a seventeen year old girl? I'm like, the movie did does, they really? The movie is not advocating this. The, the movie is, is just saying people. that it is bad. <laughs> like that is the, the tension same thing, of the, the film. The same thing they're doing with Taxi Driver. Yeah, I'm just now like, they're getting like, upset. Did you hear about they they used Taxi Driver as a Uber ad? Oh my god! <laughs> what That's, taxi driver is an Uber ad? Unless you're trying to frighten people out of taxis, I suppose. Exactly the point. Yeah, That's is, the yeah, point right. of the Uber right. ad. <laughs> That's it's funny. yeah. You talking to me? But yeah, like this is the thing. Is like you can't <laughs> like you can't you can't say that the movie is bad when the movie is saying something that you agree with, which is that the idea of this Brady. character sleep like the idea of Kevin Spacey trying to sleep with this girl is horrifying and sad and and dangerous and terrible is the point of the film right the only the only mistake the movie is making for audiences today is that it has any amount of empathy for someone who's that deeply messed up and because we cannot afford to trust people and we go like well i have to dismiss this outright i can't empathize with someone who is bad because then i might be revealed as being bad myself yeah that's where canceling and such comes from you know, yes. on that level i know i know i know and i'm going to we've 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 made this point three times an episode <laughs> yeah absolutely sure. I, because it is a problem i do agree it's an epidemic unfortunately like uh, this movie would be this movie uh, another earth today would be paying for like I'm not going to watch a movie where a 23-year-old woman hooks up with a 50-year-old uh, guy, right? Like, that's just... What's wrong with that? Like, like, like well, they, this is what I'm saying, is that they would just say, this, is, this well, is immoral, and I will not she's experience She's a bad person. It. By the way, she's a bad person. I'm going to tell a, you right. Yes. Just so you guys person. know, warning, warning, she's yeah. a bad person. This is a movie about a bad person who is struggling, and we are meant to empathize with her as she makes some terrible decisions. Including all the decisions she makes. Yes. And like this is the journey of the movie. And the reason why you... And we said, like I said, three times an episode, the reason why you watch movies about bad people is so you reflect upon your own bad decisions. 
Right. That's the point of doing these kinds of movies. It's to so you, you know explore that, yourself. Oh, you know, oh my God, I do that too. Now I mean, like, that I see it from this side, yes. I shouldn't do that. I may not do something quite as extremely bad as this, but that's been, ex- that's been expanded or uh, exaggerated for so that I notice that it's bad, mm. but I do essentially these same things and I should look at that stuff within myself. That's why you make these movies. That's the point. It's so your you mom, understand yourself. Your mom, did she do math? shit dude so like this is the this is the struggle that we have all the time now and what that produces is uh audiences will not watch something unless it um uh has very clear moral lines about good people being good right so they can feel good as good guys for watching it and that makes producers go look at these fucking idiots I guess we have to make dumb movies that explain why things are bad. And which all they're doing is just saying, no, we're explaining it so you don't flip out and you fucking watch our movie and pay us the money for the ticket. Right. And coming at it from both directions like that. They have, more, they have more fear of cancellation than they have of actually yeah, making just, a good movie. It turns into nonsense. Right. Uh, sorry. So uh, uh, I don't want to. No, I'm not going to beat a dead horse. I'm, I'm I already beat it for it. Go ahead. <laughs> if i be you know they're going to complain that i'm being cruel to the dead horse so i'm not going to do right, that right uh so uh what i would like to, uh, so so here's the here's the thing that here's how the movie starts very straightforward actually honestly the other thing i had about this movie it felt very predictable but it was still mm-hmm. pretty good right but it is a very straightforward story so we're going to go through it in a yep. very straightforward way to hit yep. all the areas that are all important. the notes yeah all the notes okay Party scene. She's at a party. This is where it starts. She is enjoying the party. Clearly, she's very smart. You find out that she got into MIT, right? And she is excited about it. She's then driving home and listening to the radio. And on the radio, the DJ says, can you believe it? They discovered a new planet. If you can look towards the North Star, you can see it. And she's driving along looking for a planet in the sky. Drunk. Clearly drunk. Well, just, yeah, because she came from the party. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Then you see another car with a couple in there and a kid, and they're acting like the very, very happy family. It was almost too cliche of the happy family. It's like they're they're stopped in the stoplight. It might as well be a freaking, you know, Chevy commercial. I got to say, for a budget that they had, that crash was good. That's what I, I was going to yeah. mention that. Crash yes. No, you weren't. You're just taking it from me. I, oh That's God. it. Copying. Yes. Yeah, that, yeah. that crash It was definitely great. the most expensive shot in the movie. Yeah. Great, great gag. Great gag. Great gag. So she is staring at the planet, which is a little dot of blue in the sky. And uh, clearly she doesn't pay attention. There's an overhead shot of the family. So, you know, there's a guy in there at the driver's seat. And then there's a woman. She's – and you've – they like, pretty much tell you she's pregnant. Can you feel the belly? Can you feel her in the belly? And then there's a boy in the back who's like, yay, what rhymes with lion? Oh, you know, like that's kind of stuff. They're happy and nothing it's bad is yeah, going yeah, to it happen. Is almost it's like, it's almost a little <laughs> way too much saccharin. Sure, way sure, too sure. much. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then you see the you know worlds collide, literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she crashes into him. She gets out of the car. And uh, stumbling, sees the woman dead, sees the guy 
struggling to breathe but not conscious and sees the boy like tossed across the the road dead the little yep. boy uh and that's and you hear sirens coming right and then you see a video footage of her in a jail cell <laughs> and then it says 4 years later <laughs> yep. yep right and then she I can't believe she got out in four years, though. She's a minor. No, she was in college first year, right? No, she's yeah, a minor. They, say, they like, reveal that she's a minor as the oh, okay. Yeah, they, as I think they say that she's 17. Yeah, I think yeah, they say that she's 17. Right? But she's early at, at admit to MIT. MIT, yeah. right? So uh, so that's what's what happened. So basically, you realize like, oh, like her entire life is screwed. Because she was supposed to be this bright young girl that goes to MIT and et cetera, et cetera. But no, instead, she's a drunk driver who killed three people. <laughs> right. Two people at least. Right. Uh, she goes home to her family. Uh, and is and uh, look, okay, go ahead. What introduce us to her family, Daniel. Uh, so she's got this kind of annoying brother. Uh, yeah, he's a douchebag. He's a douchebag. <laughs> Um, he is, yeah, he's just classic douchebag. <laughs> like, that's bad. like they, they have an adversarial relationship. He is like, uh, it is later revealed that he is angry at her for not communicating with, uh, him when he is writing her in prison. Um, but that is not immediately obvious. Um, you have these parents that are, uh, you know, they're, they're like, they're good to her, but they clearly think that her life is, that's it. Yeah. Over. Well, they're just yeah. trying to be good parents, but yeah. they're disappointed. They don't have a choice. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're disappointed, and they're investing all their love and interest in their son now. And she's like, they'll support her trying to get her life back together. Right. Um, she gets a job. Uh, well, she at, goes to the she goes to accounts to her probation officer, whoever yes. it is, right? Right. To try to help her find a job. Yeah, she and says she's like, like, I don't want to deal with people. I don't want to <laughs> talk to anybody. I don't want to uh, like she like the the probation officer is like. You're clearly very smart. You should probably be working in some challenge, something that's more challenging than blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no. And so she ends up taking a job as a janitor at a high school. Right. Um, and uh, and uh, her boss there is, people will recognize him as Kumar from Bottle Rocket. One of that the is who I was going to say. Yeah. 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 Um, and who is a sort of a strange uh, character, spiritual yeah. character. Spiritual character. He um, is, oh, it helps that he's East Indian, right? So. Yes, right. So by being Indian, he had, and he has this Indian accent. He always like the words of wisdom kind of. Yeah. Sounds yeah. different than some guy from Arkansas. Yeah, some, <laughs> some dude. So like, um, he is there to sort of try to give her a more spiritual perspective. Um, and, uh, but her life is essentially nowhere and she's becoming more and more depressed. Um, and, uh, she's wandering around aimlessly. She doesn't she's, have yeah, a focus. She, yeah, it's a hard thing that she yeah, just went she's, through. Her, she's shattered. She can't connect with anybody. She's not connected to her family anymore. And right. looming in the background, you see how much closer this other earth the, has become. Well, clearly in four years, it's now like bigger than the moon. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's very much present all the time. People are talking about it on the news and, and stuff like this. Right. Um, and so there's a lot of NASA is very you know, like, uh, there and, and SETI is very involved in trying to, should we communicate with this? Planet? And, and more specifically, there is a like, uh, Elon Musk type character that's going to send people to 
uh, to visit uh, the other to Earth. visit the other Earth, right? right? Like it's close enough now, they can do it, and so there's a competition where you can enter an essay to would you like to be a passenger on right. the planet? Which and a lot of people say you're crazy. Why would you do that? You right. know, like people who volunteer to go be uh, on Mars or whatever. Yeah, like someone would do this for sure. Uh, and she, yeah, she looks at the website and initially does not write the essay and says says no to the call to adventure. Right. Um, <clears throat> and she, uh, uh, and like one of my, I think one of my possibly my favorite scene in the movie is like she, like she uh, discovers who um the guy is yes anthony by the way he says another planet this close would have ripped all the water yes. away from us yes like, yes, yes we've disaster. established yes. that this <laughs> thing is completely <laughs> yes. physically was, implausible yeah, like, and I, there's I would say, so like, many problems with this the, the movie you, you want to see forget about that and just yeah, realize it's, it's that right, this it's is a fantasy a, it's a, total it's a fantasy. fantasy don't yes however i would recommend i would recommend anthony that uh, if you want a movie that to me is extraordinarily good um and is a, a list a little bit more scientifically accurate see the movie melancholia which is yeah. essentially the same kind of setup as this and that's lars von Trier. it's very beautiful it's still and then like it's not scientifically Isn't there a 1960s accurate. film about uh, other when side worlds of the collide. sun yeah <laughs> uh when worlds when worlds collide is a, is a goofball mess but it's a fun one it's yeah. uh yeah it's a bit, very pretty fun one and then Quiet uh, Earth is also fabulous, by the way. Oh yeah, like me- Melancholia. Like everyone should see Melancholia if they haven't. That's one of my very favorite Lars von Trier movies, and it's about yeah. a planet coming that may impact the Earth, and it's beautiful and brilliant. Yes. Um, and is also about depression. So there you go. Um, oh, she's so good. Oh uh, yeah, what's her face? Uh, uh, Kristen Dunn. Chris, Kristen Dunst. That's one of her very best. It's great. You, you, you don't. You forget it. how good she is. Yeah. Oh man, she's fantastic. Man. She is so. I have loved her since I don't know since Spider Man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to say Eternal Sunshine, the Spotless Mind, a small Sunshine. small part. Um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, Sofia Coppola's uh, Mary, Marie Antoinette movie. Marie she's Antoinette, amazing. Yeah. yeah, she's she's just a great actor, um, and she's married to uh, what's his name, who's a really interesting actor as well. I don't know. Um, oh, he's oh god. Hold on a second. Uh... Kristen Dunst. I'm looking it up. I don't know. People are probably already screaming it on the other. Chris, no. I, like it wouldn't surprise me if Lars von Trier saw another Earth and I was like, I bet I can do a better version of that. <laughs> Kristen Dunst. Well, said it really drunk. No. Why? Why, why can so I got, not get spell her name correctly? Dunst. Kristen Dunn. Oh yeah, no, that's right. Jesse Plemons. Jesse Plemons. Good call, yes. Dave. Thank you very much. Yeah, Jesse Plemons is a terrific actor as well. Yeah. Terrific Wait character. a minute. Yeah, yeah, he's the he's the She's guy that married looks to like, him. That's right. Yes. He's great. Yeah, he's amazing. I love that guy. Love that guy. Yes. Um. Yeah. Who's uh, I was introduced to on um, Breaking Bad. He's great. Yeah. yeah he's also yeah. in the new movie with Scorsese. Oh, is he? he? He also oh, played. Have, oh, that's right. He is. If God, you want a goofy lot. comedy, that's a lot of fun to watch. Like this is a good plane movie. If you're going to plane, you just game night. To, yes. Yeah, game night's great. <laughs> game game night's like a David Fincher uh, light comedy. <laughs> I was gonna say it's it's a little bit of a like a uh, you you could do it as a as a as a uh, 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 Tarantino film. 
Yeah, right. There's yeah, a little bit definitely. of like pulp fictiony yeah. weirdness yeah, to it. If 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 uh, Quentin Tarantino directed an episode of Friends, this is what it would be like. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be game yeah. night. It's it'd be game night. It's a very very funny movie. I, like I just it. love I it. Love Jason she's trying to like patch him up in game night, and he's like, yeah, uh. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. He is hysteric. Jesse Plemons is great in that movie. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, they're like um, in the story in another Earth. Uh, uh, she yes, and uh, uh, Dave Fugate. Sorry, just to interrupt you because we do have to talk about this. Jesse Plemons also plays a big role in the Kill of the uh, Killers of the Flower, of the, uh, Flower Moon. That's what I just which, said earlier. Did the you? New Scorsese thing? Yeah, he did. Yeah, that. yeah. yeah. Um, Don't worry and, about uh, me, guys. I'm here. I I'm can't hear you. you. <laughs> I think I'm the volume you. can't is hear low. me. No, it looks terrific. That's supposed How to be. How come absolute... you're not saying? Oh, your volume's been. This uh, that, that by the way is supposed to be like DiCaprio's greatest thing yet with him and his greatest performance. Of all really, time. everyone says it's unbelievable. So I'm really. I can't wait to see that one. Yeah. is it out? And it's not. It's out uh, probably probably December. I bet that's a that's an Academy Award movie, if anything. But uh-huh. it's yeah, and uh, and uh, the woman playing opposite him, uh, the Native American woman, is supposed to be incredible. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, in any case, so in another earth, she, uh, she looks up, uh, she, I think she so randomly sees the guy who survived the crash, the dad, like, uh, and gets, yeah, yeah, and she becomes obsessed with, right, so, sorry, so this is, uh, catch it, so this is after she, after she's already out of jail and she's wandering around aimlessly, she's at a beach, and by the way, that beach just looks like a Connecticut beach with, that is Connecticut, man, it is is so Connecticut, this is the most Connecticut movie I've ever seen, it really, it really (laughs) makes it just like, what an alien landscape that is, it's totally depressing, yeah, it's incredibly, yeah, it's so bleak, um, but yes, winter in Connecticut is not, no, it can bleak, be beautiful. But, but a beach but like, in Connecticut is kind of bleak. Beach <laughs> in Connecticut in the winter is bleak. <laughs> Guaranteed. Yeah, the beach is. on Cape Cod in the winter is bleak as well. Um, yes. And so like this captures that very, very well. It captures the nature of that town, of that landscape very, very well. Uh, and a little Side note, killer, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon is coming out October 20th. Oh, shit. Much sooner than I thought. Yes. Way sooner than I thought. Yes. Good. Um, so uh, she is she is at the crash site. And when she sees the dad uh, show up and place um, a toy on the, the crash site. That's probably why she's at the crash site, because she's reflecting on the crash. Yes, she's reflecting on the crash. He happens to show up. He's, she hides from him. But then she becomes interested in who he is and discovers that he was a music uh, teacher at Yale. And, uh, and it was uh, is like a musician himself and had like a whole full deep life that was wrecked by the crash and yes now uh, here's another thing just so anthony knows this yes there's a lot of plot holes here she should probably know all this since she went to jail and she probably went to trial for all of this stuff so she probably has way more information about this person yes. before she even went to jail so yes there's yeah, a there, plot there's, some, that... there's some hiccups there that could have been <laughs> buffed out right right um there's a, there's even there's some bigger bigger ones for me coming up you don't that, google well, the guy your family you destroyed, like, huh, maybe Just I should now. look this guy up. You know, I didn't really thought about it. Who was that guy? Yeah. Wait, how <laughs> like, do I know you? <laughs> that's Wait, it. Okay, I oh, that's family. right. I destroyed your whole family and everything oh, you ever did. Did oh, I babysit sorry, you guys? Sorry. Right. You look yeah, familiar. That guy. And, uh, that's the guy. Awkward. 
<laughs> no, I didn't babysit. I killed the family. I didn't babysit. I thought yeah. I, <laughs> I, totally I killed, killed them your with family. My car. That's it. Yeah. That's right. I killed your entire family. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Right. Sorry. And sorry. My mistake. Wife. Okay. So and you're happy. Okay. So anyway, yes. how yeah. are you? <laughs> how have you been? It's been you so long since I've seen what happens. Yes. Right. That's not exactly. Right. But she becomes very curious. So she basically yes. stalks him. Right. Yeah, she stalks him, and she like she creeps up to his house, looks in the window, sees that he is a depressed alcoholic living in and now trashed house. Squalor. Just yeah. absolute squalor. And right. um, this depresses her even further. Uh, and in one of my favorite bits from the movie, she kind of tries to kill herself by taking off all her clothes and lying Freezing down and, and trying to freeze herself to death. And she's like looking, she's, she's naked in the snow looking up at the other earth. And passes out from the cold, and she is saved. She's like someone finds her, and it's, uh, she's got frostbite in her fingers and whatnot. But it's a really—it's one of these things where I'm just like, that's not a scene that would be in a higher budget movie. That's something that they just thought of, and like they're like, what if this happened? And it turns into be well, like you find stuff like this throughout the movie. You're like, that's a really wild way to have done this, and it made me excited for the movie. I was like. That's that's a strange and lyrical thing to do, and it's beautiful and it's weird, yeah. and I loved it. And it's that's, like it's that's something that that's not filmmaking by committee, right? No, exactly. that no, is no. a guy just like I'm going to shoot this idea, much yep. like uh, monsters, and I'll I'll compose it later. But I have an idea, and yep. these are kind of the themes I want to deal with, and yep. that's what I loved about both of them. Yeah, um, is that um, by the way, I'm Eric Chris. Nice. Um, and, um, but that's what I loved about both of them. And yeah, the they're not perfect. The Your mother taught you well. No, I'm not saying guilt. It's just that, you know, I exist. Um, no, but uh, the point is that is the reason why you have to like films like this for the potential, um, of, of what it possesses and even yeah. makes you think. Yeah. Like you, you I, could, you I could make this better, but it's it's still very interesting, experimental, and inspiring filmmaking. I, and, I love the fact so that people my, make this stuff. Yeah, exactly. my point is also when I was watching is the expectations people are now trained on. Yeah, are glossy, yeah. but in reality, these kind of you know David Lynch esque kind of you know dark but blue and you know gritty. Mm-hmm. It Oof. still works because it's an image that tells a story. Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, specifically, actually, Eric, on that scene where she's doing, she freezes herself, it's so dark that the grain is oh, they so, pumped it up. Yeah, exactly. It's great. So high. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're just like, this, we can't see anything. So you got to lift the levels up to 90. Well, it's even worse, right? Because I was thinking about it technically speaking, right? Because it's very dark, clearly, when they shot it. And they shot it in slow motion. So if they shoot mm-hmm. it in slow motion, you got to pump it's the even ISO darker. even yeah, higher. Exactly. Yeah, it's <laughs> and and yeah. it's like, oh, okay. And, yeah. and then most filmmakers would never let that happen. Yes, right. But right. like you know, we're saying, Eric, is like, let me just do what I want to do. Just fucking go and shoot it and get it. You know, yeah. it's more important to get it than than to ask somebody if it's a good scene. Yeah, but we're trained to have these kind of, uh, you know, Marvel-esque type of environments yeah. that are pristine. But, you know, you go to a museum and you see textural quality Basquiat and you accept yeah. that narrative. Yeah. But yeah. here it's like, oh, that doesn't look like a good movie because yeah. it's not... Well, like, uh, the movie that I've seen recently that made me feel as excited as as this kind of movie is uh, something I think it might still be on HBO. It's called um, 
uh, we're all going to the World's Fair. Like, and people, everyone should see this movie. It's it's a pretty well made, very interesting movie. It's definitely the fuck it, let's make it today attitude. And I thought I found it was legitimately upsetting and beautiful. And I like it was the whereas like I you know, I was seeing movies like that with relative frequency in the 2000s and I haven't seen one like that in six, seven years. Yeah. We, before we, I saw this. I'm just like we haven't made these types of films in a while. Right? So that's, this is my, this is my issue. So the exception yeah. to that, as I've said a million times, is everything everywhere all at once, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's the thing, right? Yeah. So that's, which, like, that's, which is like, I mean, I can see how, I can see how that got made in terms of like, the first of all, those guys already made like at least one successful movie, mild, mildly successful movie. Well, they were very and successful commercial directors, Commercial right? directors, all this stuff. They, they bought a lot of, uh, they kept it very cheap and they bought a lot of room. And they, so they played it. They played the studio very well in that, and they delivered a movie which is like big, positive fun. Um, and they they bought just enough room to be also super experimental and give themselves all the room in the world to be weird. Um, but it's a very, it's obviously a very calculated project to get that far with a studio. Uh, where something like this is like studio wouldn't even fucking touch a movie like this. Right. Like the, that's not even going to make it on. Uh, they're not going to pick it up and put it on, on Amazon. They're just going to be like, no, <laughs> like, All right. that's not going to happen. We're going to go back to the movie because Dave Thudy said the guy should know who she is and what she looks like. Yes, oh, they ex- he should. And they no, explain no, that. They explain that. And it's the She's one. It's, a, it's okay. Let's just put it out there because it's, he tells her at one point in the movie, like, this is what happened to my family and someone killed my family. But I don't know who I, it I, is. I, I was so angry at the person that my brother That's handed the entire trial the hall oh, yeah. while you're having a lunch break. I know. <laughs> yeah, it, it is true. such such a such a awkward explanation to but why yeah, they, all these questions. They do they do pa- they do paper it over and successfully by saying that uh, he, he didn't go to the trials because he was so angry. So his brother right. handled everything. Right. He doesn't know who she is because she's a minor and who never know her name and never saw her. Because yeah, That's because the all actress because, asking that question on set. Yes. And they're like, <laughs> you know what? Uh, you're right. Uh, let's do this. Let's do yeah. this. All right. Everybody move the lights. This is what yeah, we're going to yeah, do. Right. And so like, you know, like it's, it's a coherent, realistic suge- suggestion that like he, uh, because her court records are sealed, she's a minor. You can't find out who she is. Later, he was a, psych- a psychic mess after the accident. He was so in a coma. Into, he was in a coma from through most of it and then didn't want to find out. So right. he didn't find out. And so it, it's very believable, but it's also completely unnecessary for me to hear any of this when right. they explain it. feels it. like... <laughs> I was just like, I already bought into this, dude. Like, why are you fucking telling me this now? Because yeah. somebody's... Yeah. I was just like, yeah. ugh. You just like, gotta have to... Like, uh, again... Just gotta roll with it. <laughs> I mean, the like, fact yeah, that whole... it's funny is... What's funny to me is that I was asking these same questions while I was watching movies, and the people in our chat are actually asking these questions yeah. too. Like it's something that they should have found a better way to uh to explain it up front, right. I think. Like the But they the never need... even seen the, the guys in the chat never seen the movie. They're yeah. like, "Wait a minute, what?" Right. <laughs> like like it's like there there are flaws in the film. Like the thing is like it comes in this weird line where it's just like there are plot holes in this movie that are unexplained that I pick up on, but I just go whatever. Like I'm buying I'm, I'm buying the good stuff. I'm buying the good stuff. And so the movie is going to work anyway. And I'm going to cut it as much slack 
over these little things, these flaws, because there are flaws all over right. the place in this movie. Uh, because what it, the other stuff that it's doing is fresher than anything I've had in years. So I want that. And I'm not going to throw the whole, not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater because they didn't land this other stuff. And in fact, when they try to land it, 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 it jams the movie up a little bit. So I'm, I'm glad that they, if they're going to fuck it up, I'm glad that they yeah. mostly just ignored stuff. Um, yes. it however, is flimsy exhibition. Yes. Exposition. Exposition. Right. But, um, I always so, like, get that. I always say exhibition instead of exposition. That's <laughs> fine. Uh, but yeah, so like, she uh like she becomes sort of obsessed with him and then she gets in her mind like i'm going to apologize to this guy and she gets she up wants the to apologize to him right, right. and like, she, she she loses her nerve when she gets to the yes. store and she also saw what a freaking wreck his house is plus she cleans the school right and she says i'm part of a maid service right which is again student film yeah this is a total student film move and this this is actually the flimsiest bit it's getting through this part where he's not asking any questions about what she does as a job or how much this is, right? This stuff, like, like the none of this stuff works logically at all, right. and you just have to go like, or let's get to the. I'm part okay. of a maid service, and then we give you a free trial. Perfect. Come on in. Come yeah. on in. Clean my house. Here's right. my checkbook. I'm just going to sign it, and you cut yourself a check for any yeah. amount. Right. Right. Like, like this is unlikely, but yes, the setup is she is putting herself in a position to have to go. And clean his house. And so, to her, it's a metaphor for helping him get back to living. Right. And in reality, she is cleaning her own house upstairs. Right. <laughs> like, she, that's the she actual is, She is trying to make her feel herself feel better for yes. helping him. Right. And, right. Uh, and so, this is the... Uh, they, they finally get to... The, the meat of the movie is, like, she's coming to his house every, every week. Every week. And slowly, slowly, their relationship builds... Right. This, this is something you'd see in a modern French drama. Like this is the setup you'd find in a uh, in a in for a sure. 2010s French film, right? And yep. uh, and like they they in you know, like so I've seen things like this handled in good drama, but I've rarely seen anything like this in science fiction. Like it's so fucking rare that people combine this when actually the metaphor of having the other Earth makes the whole thing very compelling. Yeah, it does. Like, it's really a beautiful, that lyrical, thing, poetic thing to I do. I got to say, that shot, which was almost like out of Alien, where she's watching Ash and everybody go down below or into the thing where their heads get sucked in, where the, yeah. the president or somebody is on television, like, I went to Disneyland. Right. Da, da, da. And that was really great filmmaking. Yeah. Like the- <laughs> so, so you guys know that was not in the movie. Right. That was I mean, Eric being like, Eric. Right. No, 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 no. <laughs> it, it is. It, no, you saw the director's cut, though. That's what it was. Wait a minute. Oh. Wait, a, wait a minute. So hold on a second. It is in the movie because she's with her family and they're watching the woman talk to the other world. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah, that's, that's a right. different yeah, part. That, yes. yes, right. That's, that's yes. later in the movie. And yeah, sorry. So yes, yes, yes. that is the most compelling part of the movie because right. that was a really well-made and it's a, um, yeah, it's a, like that is pure science fiction right there. Oh, right there. Like a, yeah, yeah. a great and everybody freaks out. Sci-fi. Like, what yeah, did I just really see? Good. What did I just see? Yeah, the point the point is that basically the Earth is getting closer and closer, and they're trying to figure it out. And they realize that they're now in radio range, and they're trying to communicate with the other Earth, right? right. And so this woman from SETI, from you know Silicon Valley, from Mountain View, right? She is trying to, hello, hello, I am Dr. Blah, blah, blah. 
from Earth. What is your name? And they're like, and suddenly like, oh, we made a connection. And then the, the background's like, I am Dr. Blah, blah, blah from Earth. And then right. she's like, they realize getting this feedback. Is a it's like, mirror. and they realize, oh, it's a different person. Right. Now, and, realize, and one of them ordered Uber. Yeah. And the other one <laughs> ordered Uber went to the other no, person. Other, yeah, and they're yeah, like, yeah, exactly. I didn't order this, so I'm not paying it. Right. Well, so you realize that Where did you go for vacation? There <laughs> are twins. It's a total in, mirrored world. It's a mirrored world, right? right? And she's like, I, and then she goes, I went to Disneyland and I saw this. And right. then it's like, what did right. you order? Space strawberries. And then you're like, right. oh my God, it's my doppelganger lives right. on it Earth. Was, now, that was great because is, like, I, I, it oh, freaked out the family in a way and it gave a, a sense right. for the, 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 the drama that's occurring in the sky. For right. me, whenever the mother reacted, I thought that was really great. And it gives like what I what I because I think that the, the the sequence like the the acting from the NASA woman is not a plus, so mm-hmm. it comes off a little hokey hokey, right? But it's um, on television. But it's, it's, it's like the scene the scene itself I really like, and I also like the idea because what it what it gets across is the idea of uh, being alienated from the self, right? And being alienated, but like this is what it feels like to be uh, disassociative, right? Which is what is happening for Britt Marling, like. She is in this, like, they use all this stuff as representations of her, where she's at in her disassociative state, right? And so, like, the idea that she's going there to clean house and, like, watching their, like, watching her get close to this guy emotionally, like, that is the, the metaphor is she is Earth and this is another Earth. You're looking at someone who is going through the same thing that you are uh, from the outside, and it is helping you heal because it's giving you perspective on yourself, right? And then as the earth, as the Earths get closer, they get closer. And then that scene happens where the woman is talking to herself directly from the other Earth, the NASA woman. Like, that is when Britt Marling is cl- as, as close as she has been to getting back in touch with her herself and mm-hmm. realizing herself again. And so, like, this is, like, this is really, really, uh, this is where, like, really clever use of metaphor as reality is essentially what science fiction is all about. Like, science fiction for me is not about the science. It's about the meaning uh, evoked by taking something that is metaphorical and making it into something that is real so you can interact with the metaphor more directly. And that's essentially what magical realism is as well. Yeah. And that's what this does incredibly effectively because watching the earth get closer and watching, you know, people, whatever NASA interact with it is guiding you through where Brit Marling is at. There's a deadline too. Yes. Right. There's a deadline, right? So like things are happening. Okay. So every important thing is that happens and then she gets accepted into the program. Right. right, And her, I I love her, by the way, her write-up is good. Her write-up is pretty interesting. Yeah. I, I don't know if I would have chosen her, but I did. And she, But her point in the write-up is like everyone who explores new worlds are not scientists and brilliant people. Those people never explore. They're always the outcasts, the rejects. Right. And I'm a prisoner. What, I'm a right. Pr- right. And so like, you know. Australia was founded by prisoners. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> right. And so again, like they nailed the metaphor because like what she's saying is like, I have been in prison, right? Which is emotionally true for her. Sure. And her writing this when she writes it is her saying to herself, 
I deserve to not be suffering like this. Like, I am reaching out to myself. I'm, I'm looking for a, a second chance. And I'm, I deserve a second chance. Right. And, it's a and really, I can't have it here. <laughs> right. And I can't have it here. I have, to, I have to find a way to leave this depression world mm-hmm. and travel to a new world, uh, an, another Earth. Right. You know? And uh, I, I, found, I still find it very moving. It is. And so she ultimately tries to heal by giving. Well, she she tries to give him what he wants to, to rebuild his world, right? I should also note there was a very interesting thing that she put in here, which was subtle, mm-hmm. and it was related to Monster. Mm-hmm. After... After she left his house the first time, saying it's a trial, a woman showed up at his house. Yes. In right. a skimpy kind of like clearly call lady. Yep. Yeah. Right? right. He needs sex too to yep. go through. So he's an alcoholic. Yeah. He's and paying for sex. Paying right. for sex. Yeah. Right? It's a, gr- it's a grim situation. Grim situation, right. but it's also clearly like, you know, he's he's able to not be with his wife anymore too you know i mean like he's not like that she's he's still a man right Right. (laughs) and so when she starts cleaning for him and everything else and they start she he's the one who invites her into his life she doesn't actually want to fix his life she's just there up to the moment that he invites her to the next level, right? Right. Like, it, it, which, yeah, like because she's there just, too. Like she's like, I'll fix his life up a little bit in terms of like from the outside, right? But but he is the one who emotionally invites her into his life, right? And right. then she keeps allowing that to happen because right. she feels so bad, right? Right. So as a, you know, example, right? She just cleans house and she keeps saying, "I'm going to tell him, I'm going to tell him, I'm going to tell him," right. right? And she doesn't because she's scared. Yes. Which is understandable to be scared. I understand she's scared. But at the same time, she's a horrible person, what she did to this person's life. And the deeper. Yeah, like, yeah, she's still like. And the deeper she gets, the deeper she gets invited to every level of it, like, let's, she's bringing the lie with her. (laughs) She's bringing the lie with her and it makes it worse. Like, like the further you get along, the more you're lying. This is what makes it compelling drama. Yes. It's good. That's, that part's good. And she's clearly a terrible person. Right. Like she's, she continues to make people get a second chance. Yeah. This is Yet they do, which is what this movie is about, but I'm going to, so you say she's clearly a terrible person. Like she continues to make. I saw, see her as she did a terrible thing. Yes. She is, she is trying, like she is trying to find a way to. Right uh, the wrong. Right the wrong. And like ultimately she's trying to find a way to forgive herself. herself. Like this is what really needs to happen. Like she needs to forgive herself. Um, and like she, because she's unable to face that element She's putting, she's essentially putting it off onto him. Like, if he will forgive me, then everything will be fine. Oh, oh, oh no, no, no. But it's worse than that. that. It's worse than like, that. It's worse than that. Because what she's doing is if he's happy, then I am, then, then I'm I am forgiven. Yes, I am forgiven. Without having right. actually told him who I am. Yeah, she is afraid to go through the responsibility of what she has to yes. go through. Right. Yeah. I don't and, know if the, if it's that insidious because. Oh, she oh I don't mean that's insidious. I didn't mean that's insidious. No, I mean, no, that's I'm very, saying, very painful I, and real. 
Yeah, but I just I think she kind of winged it by saying, "Oh, I'm a maid with a maid service." So right. I, you know, I don't think she really knows her path. I think no, she's no, no. Just, but the more she doesn't tell him, she doubles down on bad decisions, right? Yes, but like, most young people absolutely. Do. I'm not like this is the thing. It's yeah. like I'm not. I'm not trying to say she is like she is evil. I'm saying that she is. I am a very empath. I have a very empathic reaction towards someone who has done, you know, very serious damage and hurt someone very badly, and you want desperately to get this pain out of your life, but you can't accept responsibility for what is happening, and so she continues. To make this mistake, and the more she makes the mistake, the more of a bomb it's going to be when it's discovered. Yeah. Right? And everybody has done this in their life, in some level, right? And watching her make that mistake is very sad and very painful, and you can see it coming, like, this is not going to go well. Like, if if she had told him when she first, if she had the courage when they first met, first met, it would be much easier but by, by, by the end, just put it the right way. She wants right. absolution without without atonement. atonement. Yes, exactly. Absolutely, <laughs> perfectly said, Dave. Perfectly Absolute, said, Dave. Absolution without atonement. Because the, right. the thing is, like, when you when you go through the process of forgiveness, right. that is not something that others do for you. That is something mm. you do within yourself. For yourself, and it's trying to yeah. face yourself. And what you have done is what you must go through in order to be free of that pain. That's how it works. Yep. Right. And that's what she, every time she comes up to it, she's like, no, 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 and backpedals. Right. right? She backpedals, but then he right. keeps inviting her a little bit and more. And he a little invites more. her further in. Right. And so now it's like, oh, fuck. It's like, it's like, it's the, the lie just keeps it's going. A fucking, and of course, when it's revealed, and this is like, obviously, like, it's, a, it's developed into a romantic relationship. They sleep together. They sleep he's together. He's like, I'm in love with you. This is amazing. Yeah, he's still his life is turned. Him. His life is turned around. It's clean. Yes. He's work, he's he's cleaning the house. He's he's in a good place, and she can tell. And, and yes. she feels she feels both the joy of him, his life being rebuilt, and the guilt that she hasn't told him yet. Yes, and it's a thousand times worse. Like it's just like she has built. She's built an atom bomb. Right. <laughs> like, like, she just keeps on packing and, and then more what explosive. happens is she learns that she's been accepted into the program. Mm-hmm. So she realizes, I can freaking jettison out of here yep. and escape this hellscape that I have painted myself. Or I can deal with telling him. Right. And, and so this. she decides right. the following. I'm going to tell him. And if he accepts it, I'll stay. Mm-hmm. And if he rejects it, I'll go. <laughs> which is which is the metaphor made entirely real, right? Right. It's like like this is this this is it. Like uh, like the the another the other Earth for her becomes an escapist fantasy. Like right. if you reject me, then I'll still be fine because I'll go to another planet where it's all going to be especially great. a planet which you know is a mirror of the planet you just came from yes, exactly. right so you can just like Maybe oh it's just the same where I don't it's have like to a, feel it's, shame it's, it's, they should call this movie second chance yes, instead of exactly. another earth right right now right. what they also find out uh, in the movie based on the I'm using sci-fi or the mm-hmm. science part in quotes here is that the 
the mirror part, they call it a broken mirror situation because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. their, their synchronicity where everything was synchronized broke the minute that each planet saw, each other. They saw each other. Another great metaphor. Another thing. Right, and so it, it's a little uh, quantum physics. But that's a smart cats. little. Yeah, it's, it's very brilliant. good. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's it's very good. It's very, like, very good. You can say the same thing about these two characters. Like, right. they yes. were absolutely synchronous in their grief that's until right. they saw each other, and now everything that's is the gone. Whole hey, point well. of it, yeah, yeah exactly. that works at the same time. Absolutely, yep. I'm not yep. denying this. Is a very good way to explain that yeah not yep. scientifically but emotionally yeah right it's yeah the emotions uh, are the thing that has to work absolutely. Everything else here's an interesting thing your perception both you guys had had mentioned like it's not scientifically correct right a lot of there's a, a lot, lot of, of flaws that. Oh, yeah, but when yeah. you watch like avengers oh, it's like like nobody I, says that about avengers people they just people, assume because there's a le- there's a line of just Pure yeah. mythic fantasy, right. and you you don't question it. If she, if she was in a cape, if she was in a cape, then I would actually allow yes. it to pass. Here's the, <laughs> the thing: is that many, many people well, disagree. No, with I mean, it. you can watch Iron Man and say that's just right. not possible. But it, then many, you're many people your time. disagree with me on this. But here's my like: I love hard science fiction. Here's my position on scientific accuracy. Who fucking cares? Yeah. <laughs> like that's why you have a problem with Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> Like fuck, if I like the thing that has to make sense is the emotions. That's you don't all. Like, um... okay, hold on. Go ahead, Eric. Go ahead, Eric. Please go ahead. No, Chris, it's fine. Honestly, you, but you don't like Tyson. You said no, no, like, no, like no, no, I, no, no, I, well, Neil no, deGrasse Tyson no, Neil deGrasse always Tyson picks Neil... on things for being not scientifically no, accurate. Not, but that's but, yeah. his thing. That's his thing. thing. It's okay. It's that's his thing. Thing. I don't have any. Yeah. I don't know. Like, that's his shit. It's funny. He's talking. I love Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, he's awesome. There's no no picking on that guy for sure. But the thing is, like, the, like there, there, are, there are people that uh, like that will be let will that will affect their perception of the emotional plot if things are not, uh, mm. you know, like structured properly scientifically. I get it. I mean, like, hey, whatever the whatever your values are in terms of like what you're there for, that's yours. But for me, like, yeah, like I like it when they can also make the science work. That's great. But that is not a deal breaker for me. What has to make sense is the is the emotions. So, so here's my thing, right? If the emotions don't work, then you pick on everything else. Yes. Because bingo. they can't figure out how to yes. critique the emotions. So yeah. like visual gonna, effects you, the same way. You do the same thing with visual yeah. effects. You do the same thing with science. It's like this doesn't yes. make any sense because this would have happened. All movies are massively flawed. Yeah, it doesn't they're not real. It, <laughs> it's like yeah, it's right? a fantasy. They're Everybody's all fantasy. freaking massively flawed. Even yes. even, you know, if you, all the president's men has massive flaws in it, yes. right? The, but this if you does get not make the sense story literally. across logically speaking, then it yeah. all works. Yes. Yeah, that is like all all you need to do is make sure that I am connected to what is happening for these characters and the beats that they're hitting. And then if I later think, oh, there's a plot hole, I've already bought the fucking car. Like I'm right. already in the car and riding. Like right. there may be plot holes, plot holes galore in fucking Raiders of the Lost Ark and Star Wars, Close Encounters, whatever you want to list. But if I don't notice them because I care too much about what is happening, you have done your job correctly. And if I'm bored out of my mind and I'm just like, oh, and also the science doesn't make sense. Like, well, you fucked up the drama. Like, yeah, yeah, you didn't yeah, fuck yeah. up the science. Exactly. That's the same <laughs> thing I was saying about uh, uh, Shit's Creek. Anyway, let's go yes. back to this story because we're actually running a little long. But uh, yes, which okay. is fine. So they, okay. anyway, they end up sleeping together. They end up sleeping um, together. He is happy as he's been in four years. 
Right. His his house is clean. He is feeling she, creative she, again. She, she is she he is he is uh, uh, inspired to get back to life and work on yes. his house. And, and she's it's all there. built on a lie. And 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 she <laughs> might as well be his wife, yes. right? And it's all very awkward. And uh, he's in love with her, right? And, and he, she's clearly too young to be with yes. him, right? But the thing is, like. Like if everything were actually real, like in terms of like emotionally real and clear and no one was lying, then I don't like if, you know, if people are above 20 years old, whoever falls in love with anybody is their own bag. That's fine with me. And I will. And there are plenty of movies where I support whatever, as long as I feel these characters are actually in love and that's fine. However, this is where if the guy was a little older it would have made this part of the drama work better. Yeah, because like, you would have felt that little. Yeah, like little I would be like, there is something wrong, and I can tell you there is something wrong because it's being visually yeah. represented. Yeah, that this it was is a not. Very, it was a very uh, their 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 sex scene was uh, very passionate and very well, and it would have been. Would have been if it was just a little bit more awkward. It would have been, yes. You know what I mean? Bingo. Yes. Right. A hundred percent. One hundred percent. You like, want like, it to be oh, a little bit quite lifter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want it. You want it. You want to play up that difference in a way that makes people uncomfortable. That plugs them into the movie more clearly. Right. Yeah. Right. That's so. I agree. So we're at this show. So she's now at this tossing board. She's got into the program. Everyone finds out that she's the one involved, and she can go. He. She told him. I'm involved in the program. And he's right. like, are you going to go or not? And he begs her, please stay. We have so much involved. Yeah. Like initially but, he tries to be happy for her and she's like, no, no, that's wonderful. We should celebrate. But then and, he gets all like, and he's just like, please go. don't, please don't go. But like, at the same time, I'm thinking in the side of my head is like, but there's a doppelganger world. Yes. So if she goes, someone else is going to be here. Like what the fuck is going to happen? So I've been yeah, thinking about this the whole time. Right. Right. Like right. in the back of my mind, I'm thinking like, are Two spaceships going to go through the night, and they're going to basically yeah, right, sure. right, right, right. like beat a top game, which, yeah, which exactly becomes right. an important part at the end, which I'm going to get to, and I'm yes, really right, excited right. about talking about. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, so basically, she decides that she finds out about the broken mirror theory mm-hmm. from this scientist. Is like once we saw each other, our worlds change. She saw the other world. While she was crashing into it, which broke breaks from reality, so mm-hmm. she thinks I crashed into the car, but my doppelganger didn't, so his life is fine. Right. So what she has literally a plane ticket. They made like a plane ticket, which is kind of funny, which is weird. Yeah. And then <laughs> yeah, she, like, she just leaves it for her. Like really? Yeah, There's probably no not going to work like this. Yeah, yeah. fine, <laughs> fine. Like, again, again. Yeah, it's fine. Let it go. It's, it's like it's like the golden ticket in, uh, in yeah. Willy Wonka. <laughs> but it literally yeah. has a plane seat. It yeah, looks like exactly. an old fashioned plane ticket <laughs> yeah, from like the 1974. <laughs> you know, I was like, right, okay. Yeah. But 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 it has like a, a plexiglass back to it, so it makes it sure. fancy, right? Yeah, right. But and she, I always say they use plexiglass in science fiction yes. to show. That's my plexiglass theory. Like anytime they incorporate which plexiglass. Which movie did you say that was from? That was um, Rollerball. Rollerball. Like, that's what it was. Must be the future. <laughs> it's futuristics. Now it's like see-through no, screens. Not. It must be the future. Why would you have a see-through screen? Yep. We don't know. <laughs> yep. Yep. Indeed. So yes, plexiglass is sign of the future. So show sure, yes. So she uh, she leaves her plexiglass ticket uh, for the guy. 
at his desk because oh, and he hates her at this point. He hates her. Like oh yeah, he predictably he does not her. react well. <laughs> yeah, when she finds out that she tells him that she murdered his yeah, I killed uh, your family. his family. Uh, uh, she he uh, loses he, his mind. He loses his mind. Kicks her. her out and like kicks hates her, her. And she's begging to do this. And she actually explains when she explains like I don't know if I was trying to save you or save me. Right. And that's, uh, which is, uh, which know. is true, man. And she's like, she's oh, a, a peak of it. Like she's seeing a little bit of understanding there. She's like, wait a minute. I think I'm fucking up. Like mm-hmm. this little glimpse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come to think of it. I may be messing everything up horribly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so this, this all happens. She decides to give him the ticket. But after explaining to him that maybe his family is still alive. Right. Right. Maybe you can go to the special place. But think about that logic. Think about that Mm -hmm. logic. If his family is still alive, then he is also still alive. Then he is still alive. There's another him. There's another him. Doesn't make any fucking sense. This does not make things easy. Right. 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 So, so they essentially went through the same thing. Well, hold on. I have a theory towards the end. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know my theory. You guys have a theory. I have have a way to interpret this. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Go for it. We may agree. We may agree. Okay. So she. He takes the ticket and she watches him on TV saying, I'm prepared, I'm ready to go, and I'm going to see the new thing. So she's like, ah, I'm all good. I'm clear. I'm clear. I saved him. I saved him. <laughs> Wait and a minute. I am giving him an too. opportunity and a new life. I'm a good person. I'm a good person. And I'm going to continue <laughs> to clean toilets at the high school Fade guilt out. free. Yes. Right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but hold on a second. Go um, ahead, Eric. Um, hold on a second. Eric, you and I are on the same page, Daniel. Oh, uh, 100%. 100%. Because like, this ahead, is the moment where I'm like, this is like watching the uh, worst person in the world. Yes, it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Okay. So, she's happy. She's smiling. So, cleaning she's smiling. toilets. She's, she's redeemed. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. She goes home. She goes home. Yes, this is what I'm saying. Yeah. Hit it. Hit I it. was going to say, it's Scientology propaganda. <laughs> Hit it. Hit what, it do you got? what do you got? I love this. I, I want to hear this. Keep going. Keep going. I want to hear this without yeah, saying anything. I love because this. Because he's – this is like – okay. <laughs> I'm so excited. No, no. Keep going. Keep no, going. No, 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 no. Say it. Are you, are you, you fucking thing. buried the lead, dude. Say it. Scientology no, buried the lead. <laughs> Tell me about the Scientology. There's something about it that is uh, – uh, let me get my thoughts together. Otherwise, okay. you're just going to okay. be like... Well, the, to, to sum up, I think what Chris and I both think. Yeah. For me, this is – this ending is uh, almost like Tar. Yes. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this yes. is a very tar style ending. Yes. She, she, she is happy. She's redeemed. She did the right, she did the right thing and she gave him the ticket. And now he's gone to another but earth. Yes. It's all going to be way. happy. Yes. And then she way. turns a corner and she sees who? Herself. Herself. <laughs> so Herself what does that mean? Better. Yeah, like, oh, no. She cannot. Yeah, she's dressed better. She, she looks, cannot no. escape herself. No. Oh, like Eric, Eric, she, Eric her, the only way she got that ticket to come to Earth is by being a felon. 
So therefore, it's the only the way same. she was a felon, the only it's way she was same. a felon was by actually killing the guy. Yeah. It's or the killing same. the family. So she is, she still killed the guy. Yes. But that's a mirrored earth. We already know that. No, yes. no, no. Because she's banking the entire time on that she's this happened. banking on the fact I, that it's a mirrored or that yeah, it's that, a broken that mirror. a fracture. Just before the accident happened, because they just before the accident happened, is when she first but noticed. My this. So point these are separate is, universes, her, and the boy is still alive, and the wife is still alive, and I never I, killed I, anybody. I don't dispute that. All I'm saying is that when you see the girl that's her doppelganger, she's dressed so much better. Yeah, but she, why would she win the ticket? She wasn't a felon. That's fine. It's just it's not her wearing even like remotely looking like her. In a like, way, because I, I think she was very depressed looking on the, and then when you reverse, you she's see like, both of them looking at each other going, oh, fuck. oh shit. Because <laughs> they recognize each other, but it's still the girl by the garage like, is at very least, like he, if the other, like she is, it's a realization right there. At very least, the minimum version of this is that he has flown to the other planet. There is an alternate him who's probably like, you are not the fucking dad here. <laughs> right. Like, I am the dad. And best possible outcome is that, and that is a terrible I outcome. I see it as him going back there and finding his depressed self there. Yeah, depressed right? self there. And she, then she got she, on the fucking spaceship. Got all dolled up, baby. But yeah. she got on the spaceship, came over here in desperation, and she finds that she is not forgiven here either. Yes. Like, there's no, no matter how you interpret you the ending. You can't escape no the, happy, the harm you, that you've done. You can't escape yourself. She did not pass through the fire. She did. She avoided it by giving him the ticket. Like if she had just fucking wrote it out, she would have made it. She but instead, actually, yes. She. What do you mean? She wrote content, it out. Explain. You know, like, wrote it out. Meaning that the ticket is a is a fantasy object. Right? Yes. Like the ticket is it? Yes. You are on the same page as me, and I just t- watched this thing like two hours ago. The ticket is well, actually it's a three ticket hours ago. to fantasy, <laughs> the fantasy land where everything is going to be okay, uh-huh. right? And she's like, "Well, I can't." Like she's like, "Oh fuck!" I told him, and now I now like my fantasy is destroyed. But maybe I can still uh, be forgiven. If I give him the ticket to fantasy, land. go see his family that's still yeah. alive on the other and planet. And it's all going to be magically fine. No, yeah, but you see, not. I, I, I never, I never saw her getting redemption. I never saw she, she her. She doesn't get, get redemption. I, She's but, unredeemed. She's unredeemed. I never saw her, even towards the end, as as getting over this in any which way. No matter what she did, I saw her as you know. Once you're a drug addict, you're a drug addict. I saw her never changing. And right. so all right. her efforts were were fruitless. I, like, well, the thing is, not, like, the, the the story is that she is trying to yes. get out of this pain. Right? But she'll never succeed. I I agree with you, and I and she doesn't. I know. <laughs> like, she, like, but she I did. never I saw her as like, ever succeeding. That, yeah, but the thing is, that's fine. But like the the struggle, the, like the struggle is that she believes that she can escape this, and the story is finding out that she can't. Like that is the that is the completion of her story is not just like like you may know that she can't escape this she doesn't know that and the struggle of the story is to like maybe I can get out of this maybe I can have a magic ticket to another world where another Earth where I will be forgiven or maybe I can give it to him and then I can be free of this guilt here no you can't like 
if you're going to actually figure this out, which you may never be able to do, you have to live here and be in it. Like, it's the only way. And that's why she ends up facing herself in the end, just like fucking Tar has her ghost. Like, this is a ghost of herself showing up to say, you think you got out of this? You didn't. Well, it's the two one of them, yes. right? Yes. It's the two of them looking at each other going, fuck. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right? like she just fucked end, his it's life the, it's the end of her own life. It's, it's, it's the end of, uh, of uh, The Graduate. Yeah, it is the end of The Graduate. Like, it is a fantasy that you can escape dealing with the responsibility of what has happened. Right. And, 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 uh, like, you just think is, you'd like, oh, now uh, I've yeah, done everything. I just, I, I guess it's the acting or the writing. I never felt, I felt like it was one of those, like, there was never redemption for her. And maybe well, yo, it's that, because, yeah, I think you're right. I, I think you're right. I tracked it, like, and I felt bad always. And maybe because it's the way they shot it as well, that she's never going to get over that. But, but you, so but you see what I'm saying? Even with like, all her efforts, it doesn't matter. Well, I, I agree with you. Like, I think that's fine. And we, that we can see that, right? However, like, clearly she thinks there's a way out. That's why she is constantly looking for a way out. Like, otherwise, she'd just be, otherwise she'd accept the grief. But she doesn't. She keeps on lying and lying and lying and lying. And then when she finally breaks it and says, I'll tell you, the moment it's bad, she's like, I'm going to play the fantasy ticket. Maybe we're still going to be fine. Like, she is the one who is scrambling the whole time to get out of the, the, the crucible. And she, for a moment, she glimpses the truth, which is, I have to say this out loud and endure it. And the moment she starts to endure it, she's like, fuck this. <laughs> like, I'm out of here. I'm, I'm out of here. I'm just going to go to <laughs> my alternate universe. Yeah, yeah exactly. And yeah. like this, so like Earth it's too, right? It may be visibly, uh, like it may be visible that this tragedy is going to happen for her to you and to, and to me. I mean, I think that like this, that didn't feel like a movie with a happy ending. Um, but the reason why she is acting the way she is, is because she clearly still believes there's a way that she can evade the grief. That's why she does everything she does. And the movie is there to say, you cannot evade this. Right. So basically the point is we've all thought about something that we've done in our past that we yeah. regret. Regret, man. Regret. There's got to be, when you are regretting something, the first thing you think is, I what wish, it, I, I, wish did not, I didn't I wish do there's that. a way that I could magically snap my fingers and, and so not this have done movie this. is like, oh, all you have to do is go to that planet and yeah, then yeah. that thing didn't happen. And then it turns out when her doppelganger came to her planet, it's like, oh, fuck. Yep, it that's that, man. You can't fucking get out of the way. You cannot get out of it. You have yeah. to face it. And the thing is, man, like, I agree that, like, there's the, the chances of... It's like um the that beautiful movie with uh, Casey Affleck. What's it called? Uh, Manchester by the Sea. Manchester mm-hmm. by the Sea. Like, I love that the movie has him admit, like, I may never uh, get beyond this. Like, this may be insurmountable. But just him admitting that... And trying. And trying... Is the success. Okay. So then what I feel is that I didn't buy her efforts. I didn't think it, her efforts were clear enough to me. It was very kind of mm, along. Sure. No, I get you. 100%. Yeah. I mean, like, I think that the movie is not as, if it were, if it were better made, this would have worked better. 
but I really like yeah, that. It's I didn't there. get to crack open. It's just right. her in a way, but I applaud it because it's a hard movie to make. And yeah. obviously That's they a made tough it movie for, for big time people to make. I mean, like yeah, if it, if for I 20 think, million bucks, it would have been just as hard to make. I think that, uh, I think that there's a better way to tell that story a little bit, sure. but well, I think I, it, it has to do with her character and her and the actress maybe like it, there was something it. about it <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, say, somewhere in there yeah, like yeah, it wasn't it wasn't clearly ironed out yeah I it agree. wasn't clearly ironed out even yeah. if she wrote it right yeah 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 and produced just, it and and yeah. i guess she she the, the, she the director it, right? was her boyfriend or whatever yeah, yeah there's there's something where there wasn't um there wasn't a, a hook just like in uh what's it called again in um monsters Monster? there mm-hmm. wasn't a depth to her but yeah. her visual thing was, well, she's a hot, rich chick. Yeah, there's a story that's to the that works. You, yeah. you already right. buy it. Yeah. And there's can, a can film more quality can, to it. But you don't that's get that with that's her. That's a great point. That's a great point. You don't get that with her. Like, right. the backstory is is harder to figure out. You don't have enough of the family. And you don't have enough of her background. Except yeah. that, you know, yep. the, uh, the, the scene with the guy at the deli who went to school with her. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think that's really smart. And that was a good scene. Exactly right that was now. a good scene. Yeah, that was and a I feel, very uh, good scene. Right, you like, needed I, more of those scenes. There's yes. a, it's a great example. To know right. her tr- her journey. Yeah, because I uh, totally what agree. I loved about that scene, it, it, the guy was actually very kind to her. As when she revealed that, yeah, I'm a janitor at the high school. Yeah, he was very kind to her. Yeah, and right. even his girlfriend was very kind to her. It was all on her for feeling yeah, bad exactly. about being a janitor right? at the exactly. high school. And then exactly. she left in shame. Yes. She left in shame. It's, it's shame and regret. The whole it, movie is just shame The whole movie is about shame. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> like, because I, I totally, I think it's a really uh, smart point you made, Eric, where it's like the reason why Monsters, uh, wor- Monsters works more clearly by, uh, by relying on like a more plug and play story visually. Which is a film noir. It's a lady from Shanghai. It's, exactly. So like you, you don't have to, like you just go, ah, got it. I know Hot what chick, the struggle is. Yeah. Her father's Bang. rich. I yeah. bought it. Okay. Right. Right. Done. And so, so in a weird well, way, I want to like, do, I I do, like, I do, I do want to say, say a little nuance in monsters. I'm going to give a little more credit to our blonde friend in, in, in yeah, monsters. Absolutely. I like okay. her absolutely. as I an do. actress, but right. I'm saying the setup was the same thing as lady from Shanghai. Go down there and get my wife. Yeah. 100%. Go down there and get my daughter. You know what to do. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right. And right. that's it. You already understand there's, the there's dynamics. A well, so like to compliment them, there's a usefulness in uh, that trope, right? Because it, it, le- it attaches a story that the audience goes, ah, I think I get what this is. And then the, then the visuals keep on reinforcing it. And it makes it a good, clear read that you can get attached to without having to talk it out too much. And so like, I, I think that's what makes monsters like more cleanly successful. Is it, it's just better movie making to use that kind of shorthand. But it's, to, it's historical in a sense. Yeah, meaning, absolutely. Hold on, Chris. It's historical in a sense that it goes by the, I guess not tropes, but the, yeah. the, the, the film, like it's a film noir or there's yeah, something 100%. about it that we know as a template where he's a working guy and, you know, he's got to go and help this hot, rich yes. chick whose father right. is going to take my job if I don't do it. When you don't do that, when you're, when you're taking on a more complex plot like the one emotional plot like the one for another earth the like you, the, you really need to have a director at the level of like todd field in yes. order to make it work fully right because that there are fewer uh uh there are fewer mechanisms that you can cue the audience with 
um, like film noir style stuff. Because like the reason, like the, what makes film noir so satisfying is that you know the story and you want to see the details with how they handle it, right? You know, it's like westerns work the same way. So tropes are not bad, right? No. Um, and it's it's when you use them well, it's really incredible right because you get to these very fine points of technique and it's wonderful so um, can, I, can i can i make my point about yeah yeah please. Monsters? i've been trying for a long time now go but with, take it she so what i loved about monsters is that she is not uh uh uh, uh what's the movie we were talking about uh, uh, uh romancing the stone idiot from the beginning right you oh. can tell romancing stone, very, she's not an idiot she's a successful author well, she's a fish out of water She's a fish out of water, yeah. which is not an idiot. It's well, just a fish, fish out of water. Out of no, water. No, no, yeah, no, but in, in Monsters, when you see her at the hospital, you can tell from her expression that she already has made the decision not to be the rich girl. Right. Right? You can tell she doesn't want to be with her fiance. She no, no, doesn't no. Dis- okay. That's different. But when her daddy says he needs to talk to you on the phone, that's spoiled rich girl. Where they're about to get on the train – Daddy oh, yeah. wants to talk yeah. to you. Daddy wants to talk to you. Yeah, because it, Daddy's yeah, going to say like, okay, wait, that she, if, like, I, if I yeah. can just interrupt for a second, I just want to say course, like, course, what, like what, what Eric is describing is not a criticism. It's a, it's a bonus. Like, it okay. is. This, it this clarifies. Is a, this is a tool of why monsters It gives so the well. stakes for right. him. It's not just, I got to escape monsters. This is my job right. and my livelihood. And I got right. more pressure. And it sets the standards. So when you see him make a move on her, it's like, wow, this guy's got some balls on him. Right. She's engaged. She's the rich chick. And he's still trying to get her in the bed. Right. Like, uh, and so like, I don't it, think the, he knows because, he was, she was engaged. Does he does? Yeah, yeah I, he does. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like within, within reason he does. Oh, and so like drunk. the, like, like the, 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 yeah, and so like, Mexico. What's, so, you know, what? what's, <laughs> right. Like, what is, what is good there is that it's just like when you walk into a Western, like, you don't want to have too much time explaining the setup. Like, you just go, okay, give me the fucking black hat guy, give me the blah, and then let's get rolling. Right. Right. And so, like, that's what, that's what, uh, no, we're like, back to black and white hats. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Dude. And so, like, and so, like, the, because, like, when you use noir correctly, you give yourself a lot of room to look at all the, the very subtle details because you can cut through this plot setup very quickly because yeah. the audience already knows it. And so like the difference between these two is that I think that each one, each movie here could use a little bit more of the other, just a touch. It would have been more satisfying for me in monsters if they spent some of the room that they bought on making that relationship, uh, giving more to the actors to have, to explore that relationship. Okay. And I'll right? tell you that. Yes. And then, and then with, in wait, terms wait, 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 of, and, okay, hold on, hold on. I'm just, we need to pause because we're going to go too long on this thing. Okay. okay. But just, Jason, don't looked interrupt up him. Oh yeah. Go ahead. But, no, 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 because him. this is for you. This is for you, Eric. Jason looked up something. He looked up her as a character. And apparently one of the most interesting Google thing is to find out if she's a Scientologist or not. Oh, Britt Marling's a Scientologist. Is she is not that, a Scientologist? She's not a scientist. No, she's not. Okay. But your there's that a, there's was a new very age vibe interesting yeah. that you yeah. had that insight, Eric. And I also well, want to say ta- to Eric. Okay, quickly, you're talking about another Earth. Yes. yes. Because right. if he is the brother of Tom, 
then he's fully integrated into the system. That is part of yes. it. Yes. That's interesting. Oh my wow, God. That's weird. It's weird. I work mm, in the theater. Cousin, cousin, a Scientology, cousin, but cousin, 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 cousin. Come on, dude. If, if no, I'm with you. I'm with you. That's interesting. Just come That's on. It. I worked in a Scientology theater in LA for three and a half years. That must yeah, be wild, yeah, yeah. dude. Oh, wild. dude. Well, they made a show about it. It's called Barry. <laughs> no joke. Awesome. Our That's teacher, Al, oh, is a Scientologist. Amazing. No, it was Mr. Casales. Mr. Casales. Look up Milton Casales. All right, I'm going to do it. Milton Casales, and and watch this. And so, um, Mm. anyway, his wife I knew, and I loved his wife. (laughs) (laughs) But the only point was, and I want to say this before I forget, Dan. Mm -hmm. You're talking about breathing room. It was an hour and a half. It could have been an hour forty five. And when he said. Oh, I don't have air conditioning, or I'm going to take a shower. Those moments, even it doesn't have to be sexual, but mm-hmm. could have brought the closeness of what they've gone through so far. Right. And she's in her towel. Not it's not a sexual thing, and he refuses to leave because he's attracted to her. Yeah. So there's this dynamic that can go on that can explain each one and get them closer. That yeah. was a lost opportunity because it cut fast, and he's yeah, gone. That's that's essentially what I was trying to describe before. It's not it's not that these people are doing a bad job. I just feel like there's a little bit more meat on the bone with these actors, and they're not they're not spending the time on it. Like yeah. so, like that. That's my only criticism of monsters. Is like that's a little it, like they bought so much territory with me. They could have used even more on filling that out. And with another earth, like another earth's, uh, what it's attempting to do is really tar like and huge. And I really love that. And I love that it's trying to do this and it mostly succeeds, but it's not at the level, not nearly at the level of the, of the storytelling and monsters. Like, and if they had, if they had made a movie as well, as uh gareth edwards made with monsters then you'd have the tar of science fiction with another earth because like but there's so many great things with another earth that i i have to give it i was just like this is messed up but it's still monsters had a much simpler plot to go through oh yeah absolutely but his technique and skills are just insane this is way too much complexity right yeah you really need to to do with a hundred thousand dollars oh without a doubt like you need you need a a really unique heart like very confident director like todd field would have taken another earth and made it into something it would have been been a totally different movie but but the richness that we can that we can see there like if, if you really nailed all of that perfectly it would be overwhelmingly powerful instead it's a really good interesting little indie movie that has incredible aspirations that i totally applaud it for you know it is a small scale movie that's a little undercooked but i really appreciate that somebody fucking did this and like, ending as i started to put it together because like i watched it yeah. with, with my wife mm-hmm. and She's like, oh, well, she just got everything she wanted. And I was like, oh, man, no, a, no nightmare. Did you not ending. realize that the nightmare ending is ending. like, I. Okay, I'm yeah. sending the link right now in Twitch. Awesome. Tell me, that's the teacher. Tell me that isn't. Gene Cousineau. <laughs> that is Gene I love, I love it. Right? Love, that's hysterical. Yes. Is that but, not Cousineau? And what's, everything what's his about name? It? His name is like, it sounds Milton. like Cousineau. Milton, Milton Casales. Yeah, Casales Cousineau. Like, yeah, it's the same. I think it's right. the same. But yes, no, I'm with you, Chris. Like, I think that, like, the, the ending same of this movie... Same type of theater. Absolutely same fucking location. lands this. And, right. like, and most people it, and misinterpret it. Most people misinterpret it. The same way that, they misinterpreted The Graduate. 
Yes. Yeah, oh, like the- oh, I just watched a movie. Not that, that great a movie, but it was very interesting. It made me think about it. It was uh, uh, 500 Days of Summer. Oh, I like that movie. That's a sweet movie. It's a sweet movie, right? Yeah, I like that movie. But like, the plot of that movie is that he misinterpreted The Graduate. <laughs> yeah, basically. Exactly right? true. It actually right. says it yes. verbatim. Yes. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that's right. Because the yeah. end of the movie is like, you misinterpreted The Graduate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as far as I can tell, everybody uh, up until us have misinterpreted The Graduate. <laughs> I was like, oh. Yeah, fuck. that's hysterical. <laughs> Which is exactly what happens in this movie. Anyway, yeah, uh, uh, really cool. Listen, guys, we've gone like really long. long. That was Um, great. uh, We had a we, although we did have a a long intro that I'm going to probably cut most of it out because we were chit chatting. We were also mostly excited about the fact that we are streaming both on Twitch and on YouTube at the same time. So we were that was most of our beginning. Which to those of you who are listening to this. Postpartum. <laughs> uh, yes, we uh, uh, definitely, if you would like to see these live, you now have two options. You don't have to have a Twitch account. You can watch That's us right. on YouTube, 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 which I'm it's sure right all of you guys spread the word, YouTube. subscribe, etc. Yes, Ring the bell, blah, blah, subscribe blah, blah. to our YouTube, and then you'll get notified uh, on Saturdays uh, when we do a stream on YouTube. I also it's- want to call out very briefly uh, two of the best jokes went unremarked on in the chat. They are both from Jason. Yeah. One is referring to Travis Bickleganger, which I may have to use forever. <laughs> and in the end, referring to the the Scientology aspect of this movie as Battlefield Self. <laughs> Applause to you, Applause my friend. Applause to Jason. By the Jason way, we should also chat. applaud Jason, who is definitely our number one awesome person for this podcast who is always here for us and oh, we man. really appreciate it all the time all the yeah, support that enough. he's given us uh uh you know especially emotionally uh, and uh he's we really 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 are happy that he's uh, a part of, uh, oh, yeah. of our it's great community. to see him absolutely fantastic yeah. Yeah, that is really something else. But man, those those really made me laugh, and I, man, I had to make sure we got them into the wire. I had to yes. record that battlefield self. Yes, and then Jason ganger. just asked us, "Can you do drink talk drink in Dutch?" So we'll have to do the drink talk. <laughs> we'll, drink. we'll look that up. Yes, <laughs> and doesn't because he speaks Dutch. I was yeah, yeah. so I did. I, so when you did post, by the way, when you did post that whole thing in Dutch, uh, I posted in the comments, "Can they do Hungarian?" Because oh, I don't know. Because uh, Hungarian is uh, one of the most challenging languages out there. I think I know hmm. this, but it is – there is no other language that relates to Hungarian. Really? It's yes. totally developed in isolation. Completely different. Uh, so the closest language to Hungarian is Finnish, and it's only by superior linguistic experts that realize there's, see a, yeah. there's a connection. Mm-hmm. And, it, and Finnish is also apparently – very different. It's not, you know, like Slovakian or or Scandinavian yeah, or anything right. else, right? So, uh, you know, German and English are closely related, although, yeah. But like Hungarian is very weird. Like, here's an example. I told this to uh, to my daughter, who is very into pronouns, as a lot of people are these mm-hmm. days. And I was like, sure. you know, if you spoke Hungarian, it wouldn't fucking matter because they don't have he's or she's in Hungarian at all. Right. Exactly. It at all. For, for anything. Right. Right. <laughs> so uh, she's like, really? And he's like, yeah. And you're, you're you know, you're one quarter Hungarian, so celebrate that. There you go. 
(laughs) (laughs) But anyway, yeah, so Hungarian is a very challenging language. So it would be amazing if I could say something in Hungarian and it could do what you just did and I can give that to my mom. Yeah. She would flip out. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, yeah I'll, I'll get the link and uh, you can check it out. It, well, okay. I was really shocked at what a good job that thing did. It was really, really wild. Yeah. Kind of frightening and totally amazing. So, yeah, maybe right. Hungarian. Yeah. Anyway, this was uh, kind of an amazing episode. I love this one. <laughs> amazing this is episode. Good, this is good one. I was like, yeah, hey, we'll one. do some indie stuff. This is actually an amazing episode. And I love the fact that we came to this radical conclusion at the end. All three of us were like, <laughs> It's so much fun. So, really yeah. great. Really yeah. great. And yeah. also, uh, uh, honestly, I think for all three of us, this resonates with the idea of anyone can make a movie. Mm-hmm. And this Especially is important. These days. This is important to all three of us because we all know that we have vision and we can make these happen. And so, yep. um, being able to have that conversation is is important. So, yep. So, 100%. yeah. Uh, all right. So, uh, you guys ready to do this? We're Let's ready do to do it. All right. Drink. Talk. Drink. Drink.